On this episode, Dude and Brett welcome back to Flying Buckeye to discuss Ted Lasso while breaking into a parade of Elijah Craig barrel proofs, brought to you by the letter C. Tune in to find out what we think on this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you want to support our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Visit our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to buy some of our custom bourbon gear and support the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I'm Duke Poole, and I'm joined by Brett Bryan and the Flying Buckeye. Flying Buckeye. Flying Buckeye. He's been flying around the country, all over the place, hunting del- all over, delaying Jelly. tons of passengers worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> we understand your choice in airlines, and you chose poorly. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever said that after a bad flight? I wanted to. <laughs> oh God, that'd be so funny. You'd probably get fired on the spot. I would. Um, so before we dig into anything. I come by some good information that you have finished the Ted Lasso series. Oh, my goodness. We're going to start off hot with yes, that, huh? Yes, nice. we are. you got to oh, get me revved up. I, I have a feeling. You two are both smiling about it. You're not going to like what I haven't watched I it, say. so I have no opinion either He's way. never seen it. You're okay. not going to like what I well, have to say. That's why I wanted to, Tyler here Bring it today. to the table. No, no. I don't want Tyler here if you're going to agree with him. Well, well I'm not going <laughs> to agree with him. And it's going to sound like a cop-out answer, but I'm going to start out with, have you guys ever seen the show, um, is it Inside Out? The uh, the Disney Pixar animated where it's uh, they're doing the, about their different feelings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, each yeah, yeah. Emotion is em- is embodied by, by a, character. a character in the yeah. movie. Yeah, that's how I felt. Tell Dasso was to the adult version to the extreme. And each character is that embodied bad? because Inside Out was great. No, it, that part wasn't bad. Okay. Uh, if we're gonna, if we're really gonna get into it, man, I haven't even had any whiskey yet. That's all right. Tear the lid off of this sucker. So overall, I don't think I liked it. I'm not. Whoa. Now the characters, <laughs> the characters are great. Okay. What I hated most about the show was any uh, consequence that came up, any kind of conflict had no consequences and no fallout afterwards. It give seems it, like give an every give an every conflict that happened, they just kind of kissed and made up each episode, and nothing lingered and nothing carried on. I I would disagree with that. I think things lingered. Like there the were three thing, or four episode arcs, and then the whole thing with uh, what's the, the what was a three or four episode arc besides the uh, divorce? I mean, Spoiler there were a lot alert. of there, there were a lot of uh, episode arcs, in my opinion. And Keely, like, maybe the maybe the Keely, battle between Keely, but the that battle, wasn't even get the, a, it didn't get on, aggressive. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the battle. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of examples. All right. Um. So the 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 battle that became a friendship between um. The two soccer players, the ones that became the coach, uh, Roy Kent, right. and then the other guy that was the pompous prick at the beginning. Okay, Nathan? Nathan Green? No, 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 the player. Oh, the player. Oh, Jamie Tart. Jamie okay. Tart. So the, that budding friendship that started as um, uh, being like a major rivalry between the two. That started as... And that such. was a long... That was a three-season arc right there, for mm. one. You can't dispute you can't, that. It was. I, I'll throw out season three because Jamie came to Roy Kent and said, "Make me like this hero guy." What was his name? Right. Um, uh, the the guy that did the yoga and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 No, right. But my point is, is there were little openings throughout seasons one and two where you thought they might possibly be a lot alike. They just didn't see it yet, 
And then, and as season two came to an end, they start. There was openings there that they might have something happening, like as a friendship. Might right. And then season three. So so from season one, Jamie moved on to the um, Manchester uh, City Club. I wish he would have stayed just to see where that conflict would have went. But I feel like. Well, go ahead, sorry. So did you finish all three seasons? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. So so by the time season three ended, like, they're now friends, you know? Right. And even though they're still kind of rivals because of Keeley. Uh, I think they squash the rivalry. I, I think I they've understood that Keeley's not really... Keeley's a distraction. Isn't that yes. Jeff's wife's name, too? Keeley? Uh, yes. So, <laughs> but anyway, my point is, is that was a three-season arc right there. Just okay. Then you have the arc between the owner and the the player that met on the dating app. That was four or five episodes long. Um, And then you had the arc with. But there any there wasn't any real consequence that came out of that. I mean, I'm not. What's the consequence of they never ended up together? You know. That's not juicy enough. (laughs) It's not a soap opera, man. I don't know if you're expecting. I don't know if you're expecting days of our lives. So I mean, it, it was good. I and then then you had the guy who ended up opening the restaurant. That same guy, right? The, mm-hmm. the you know and the restaurant got trashed eventually. right and all that stuff. There was a three or four episode arc with that, and then you had uh, I mean there were tons of arcs that lasted multiple episodes. Her the relationship between Keely and that and her boss, um, the relationship between Keely and Roy, Keely and Jamie. That was a whole thing. So it shouldn't be called Ted Lasso. It should be called Keely. Jones. No, <laughs> because it all centered around Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso was the glue that brought them all together. I, I firmly believe that. Ted Lasso was the center, and that's why as he was leaving at the end, no one wanted him to leave. And he wasn't a great right. yeah, soccer that, that coach. Was he was a, a great people coach, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the whole point of the show is that he took everybody and found the best in them, basically. Sure. Yeah, no, I love and, that aspect. And love as that a coach, he, was, he knew nothing about soccer. At the end, he kind of figured some stuff out, but he knew about people. And to me, I thought that was a huge thing about and that's what coaching. Makes a great coach. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's overlooked so much that I – but I, the other thing, too, is the whole first season, you think he's just this bumbling idiot, and then you start to realize over and over and over again, he might be an idiot when it comes to soccer, but he's brilliant when it comes to people. Sure. And then it just continued on for seasons two and, and three. That's that what same makes way, a good coach, the right. wanker. <laughs> and I, but I also think that's what made him and the show so lovable was that he was the centerpiece or the anchor of all these side stories, and he's the one bringing out the best in almost all of them. Mm-hmm. The owner, Keeley, Tart, Roy Kent, Roy Nathan, Kent, yeah. Nate the Great, Nate yeah. the Great, like they all because of him became I think better people by the end. Mm-hmm. That was my. It, it was the way that he did it with you know the daily treats with to his boss, right. the diamond dogs to get, get them yeah. involved. But I mean, so all of it I thought was. So was there anything like honestly that you didn't like about the show? Like truly didn't like? I mean, true. So okay, one one big gripe I have is they marketed it as a comedy. Okay, not really. were you not laughing? Well, I laughed at, every I laugh, episode. I laughed at the one liners. Uh, the little, the little sure. southern that's sayings. Most, that, what, that that's have. what most comedies are. Just a whole bunch of one-liners. I'm just saying. Okay. All An right. argument could be made. Argument situational, be made. situational comedies where you laugh at a situation. I would argue that it had those two, but maybe I was thinking of like horrible bosses kind of comedy with with some their, raunchiness and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, bridesmaids, yeah. things like that. I get right. that. I get that's that. And, I, and it I definitely wasn't that role. Yeah, I associated him with that kind of humor. Yeah, I can, I can see that. <laughs> I would say cerebral comedy is what I would have called it instead okay. of like a slapstick or Slapster, situational type humor. Yeah. Right. 
And so that's how I, that's the way I labeled it. And I just thought it was a feel good show. Every it episode show. at the end of every episode, but I felt better than when I started it. You're going into it thinking it's a comedy, not a feel good show. I, I'm I, not going to use that word soap opera. I will say but. that I will say that the first few episodes, I went in thinking it was going to be some comedy like mm-hmm. you expect from him. But after two or three episodes, you learn that yes, it's funny, but that's not the heart of the show. The heart of the show was that it actually had heart. Right. You didn't really figure that out though to the end of season one, and then boy, do they switch tracks in season two. I don't. I don't necessarily feel like they did switch tracks. I thought it actually got funnier in season two, but also there was more. Um, feel good. Uh, right. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it really kind of dipped hard into the emotional aspect of what maybe this arc was going to be. Sure. With mental illness or being aware of your mental health. And uh, yeah. Things and like that. And that part of it, which I is agree. important. And it's I, important. yeah, I, I would never downplay that type of thing. That's a good message to right. make that that's important to people. And you're putting that out more mainstream. With that, I love that. Yeah. And that um, second, that second season, she was a central part of that the the psychiatrist or psy- sure. psychologist or whatever the team psychiatrist mm-hmm. so but i like i said i thought that actually led to some funny stuff it led to some, some funny really stuff. funny stuff it between just... her and ted lasso and then between like i just and it also added a little bit more um uh so that was a full season arc you know the the relationship between him and her and how he started you know he was against all that stuff against it and then he finally was like you know what this I is actually there's no real consequence why does there have to be except... consequence there that was makes for a good story <laughs> In a drama. In a drama. But I would say that, to me, this was not a drama, even though it had... had it labeled as a comedy. It had aspects of a drama to it. Mm-hmm. I would say that, for me, if I had to step back after I've seen the whole thing now, it was a feel-good story that made you laugh, made you cry, made you... you All know, the range like, of emotions yeah. from beginning to end. Sure. But I wouldn't call it... I would never have labeled it a drama. I would, If anything... I would have. I would have maybe a dramedy, like where, you know, like part drama, part comedy. Sure. Maybe. Um, but I just, every episode, like even if you, if it brought you to tears a little bit, like you felt better at the end of every episode than when you went into it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, there was just something about it. Like that infectious Ted Lasso thing. There were never, oh, well, I can't say that. I was going to say there was never any real cliffhangers from one episode to the next. It seemed like all things got bundled well, up within each episode. But I think like that because about- you, you watched them so quickly and you didn't have to wait week to week. Right. I think you probably didn't feel that as much. There were a lot that I was like, I can't wait till this week because of things. I wouldn't call them cliffhangers in the sense that like lost or, you know, shows like that or like, you know, a, a drama where they're, you know, fighting some bad guy or something like that. <laughs> sure. But I did feel like there were some cliffhangers for sure where you were like waiting for next week. Like, I can't wait to see what happens here, you know, stuff like that. Um, but all um, right, that's a, that's an interesting take and it's, it's not Tyler's it's not right. Siding. Yeah. So it's that's not good. Tyler's right. We'll go with the rules of the show here. <laughs> so that's good. Um, um, no, it just, it just wasn't what I expected it to be. When yeah. I, when it, when I okay. see the main star, sure. I, see what I get it's labeled that. As. But, but, but I, one would argue that shows his range. Shows his range, yeah, <laughs> sure. But Apple didn't hire him. For no, that. I don't know. I think they might have because, like I said, this was a show. The premise of this show came from an NBC commercial between him and Coach Beard, like ten years ago. Okay, seven, eight years ago, something like that, where they With were the football, coaching where, days. where, uh, where, yeah, where basically they were two guys talking, advertising the World Cup, and they were playing those two characters basically. Okay. And that's oh, where the World show, Cup commercial. Yeah, it's World Cup commercials for NBC, and that's where the show idea came from. Okay. 
And I so, yeah, so, so that's the genesis of the show, you know, just kind of dumbass guy who becomes a coach for, you know, I shouldn't even say dumbass, but like ignorant to the rules He's of the over game. over his head. Yeah, in yeah. over his head, fish out of water. It's like the, there you go. It is a typical fish out of water, but like put in, in the sports realm. Sure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like who would ever think to have a show where uh, a football coach becomes a basketball coach? Sure. You know you what I mean? Right. right. You don't think of that. Right. And I know that basketball, football, soccer share some things about them. There's some Venn diagram overlap to them strategy-wise and stuff like that. But for the most part, completely different sports, you know? So, I mean, I thought it was a neat take, not only for Americans to watch the show, but I know a lot of European people that watch that show and love it. Really? Okay. But – they might like that Wrexham show too. Then with the Ryan. Oh, Williams. that was good. Yeah, and they watched that over there too. Okay, I haven't started that. Um, one yet. But I'll say the one thing that that was really stand out to me is is that fish out of water, sure, but then also fish out of water culturally. So it was like a double fish out of water. I did water like that. Thing. I really liked that. And part of the yeah, show. some of the things that he had no idea what he was talking about, like culturally or that they didn't understand, you know, between him and them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool thing. And w- what was neat for me since I lived over there for for a while. A lot of those things were like, oh, yeah, that's true. That's how, you know, that's how this is. That's how that is or whatever. So that was kind of neat to see. So for me, it was a little nostalgic, but it was also, I don't know. There's just a lot of information and a lot of uh, cool situations, I thought. Plus, the characters were I thought were the all likable. The characters were great. The character development was great. Yeah. Um, so I, I pretty much feel like great. everything he's saying about the show is good. I thought he the just writing, thought it was going to be funnier than it was going right. to be. Right. I thought yeah. the writing I mean, was a little weak. I thought it was predictable at more than at There were times. definitely some things. But I, again, I feel like if you really delve into any movie or show, you find that too. Uh, especially comedies more than anything. Um, especially romantic comedies, like, you know, they're going to meet cute. They're going to have, you know, an amazing relationship. Something's going to happen that splits them apart. Then they're going to get back together at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, like Conflict every, every happy resolution. Right, re- it's like every, every Hallmark movie. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> but every romantic comedy uses that strategy yeah. some way, shape or form. Um, they might change it a little bit, like in the breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Anderson, where they don't get back together at the end. Mm-hmm. But then they left it open at the very end, you know, that there's a possibility, maybe now mm-hmm. that they've both grown in different directions, that they might get back together. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Now, watching season three would have been different if I watched it in real time, because uh, you, we, any, any of us can go on Twitter now and see that a main character's contract is done at the show. So yeah. therefore, ahead of time, the viewer knows, okay, they got to kill this or right. send this actor yeah, off yeah, somehow. Yeah. Right. I think if that news wouldn't have broke before... You watched it. Um, watched it. You know, it would have been a little different. Then I maybe would not have seen his departure as a head coach because I thought that was one problem I had with the show too. Is you know, it's well to be fair episode to you, after episode after episode, it's it's going until the last two, and he's like, okay, I'm done. And, and I, I will, wrap that up quick. I will say to you that in real time, when I was watching it, that news was out before the season before the finale. season yeah. started. Okay, that they were finishing the show. That this was going to be like I had heard halfway through the season it was going to be the last season. Okay. So there was no. To oh, it's me, done. Period. So yeah. they're not going to. No, no, like, no. The show's over. Yeah. Like Roy or Nate the Great in the head coaching. They've position, talked Keith about Beard doing a spinoff. They've talked about yeah. doing a spinoff, but not Ted Lasso continued. Okay. But I don't think there's any plans. There's no negotiations. Nothing like that's happening. But Roy Kent, the the actor mm-hmm. on talk shows, has said he'd be open to spinning off a different show. He was my favorite character. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He would, I loved but, his but I don't know that how well. And this is this is an argument I'll make. I don't know how well he would do as the main character of a show. He was a great side character. Right. His volatile nature, his, Mm -hmm. you know, like his... Supporting roles. Yeah, like, great. He's he's, he's the David Spade of that movie. 
Okay, yeah. David Spade. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> amazing. Funny. No, but just amazing <laughs> as a side, but never a main character. Right. There's a cut. You'll you'll make arguments, Joe Dirt and stuff like that, but those are those are one offs. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not a main character. He just really isn't. Um, but he's a good side character. Like mm-hmm. love him in most of the things he's done as a side character. He amp- any kind of conflict he was involved with, it tended to amplify that conflict a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I liked Roy Kent in that aspect. Yeah, exactly. Well, like you said, he was a volatile character. Yeah, right? he was. His highs were his highs, lows were his lows. Oh, for sure. And I, that I that's what I loved about him. All right, we're 15 minutes in. We haven't said a word about what we're doing this episode, <laughs> no. right? So today we're doing Elijah Craig, but we're going to focus on the last three C-series barrel-proof releases. Now, we've got two barrel-proofs here. One's a private barrel, um, and the other one is... Uh, well, we have two private barrels, right? You have a private barrel? He has two right. private barrels. I yeah. have one private barrel. Oh, I'm sorry. And yeah. I brought a private barrel. And then we've got three barrel-proofs. Gotcha. The C's. So we've got... Two private barrels. I say we start with those just to kind of get a little, get our beaks wet, if you will, with yeah. some with some barrel proof, sure. and then we go to the finish with the C's. So we've got a C920, a C921, and a C922. And if you know anything about the Elijah Craig barrel proof shelf releases, not not private barrels, but the shelf releases, they are given their title based off of uh, three releases a year. There's an A release, a B release, and a C release, and then the next. Two or the next part of the number, so in this case, C920, the 9 is the month it's released, and the 20 is the year that it was released. Uh, they're almost always, I've never seen them any other place with a C not having a 9 right after it. So that's a little, to me, a little redundant. They could probably just do C20 and C21 and C22 because it's always a 9, I feel like. Same thing with the 1, the A120, A121. Yeah, and then the oh, other one is the 5. So we're going to have another C coming out here very shortly. Shortly, mm-hmm. shortly, yeah. Um, we I'm won't sure probably see it. it. We won't see it till October, I'm sure. sure. But uh, yeah, so that's what we've got set up here. Um, if we're feeling frisky afterwards, I know you probably won't be. But if we're feeling frisky afterwards, maybe we hit a little toasted barrel or something like that. But uh, um, I just had some of that the other night, actually. Yeah, toasted barrels. One of your one of my faves go-tos. for sure. Yeah. Throw it in there then, if it's all of well, our faves. I'm just sure he's not going to want to drink even more. <laughs> yeah, I get up super early. Like I, I get up at four fifteen. So Brett, while you pour us out three of my private barrels over here on the left, I'm going to talk about Elijah Craig here. Um, Elijah Craig is named after a reverend back in the day. He was a Baptist preacher. Uh, he was an educator and an entrepreneur who built the first paper and wool mills in Georgetown, Kentucky. Um, so this is off of the Elijah Craig website, by the way, it says, but for all his industries, it was his gift as distiller and an innovator that brought him his greatest acclaim. While we draw inspiration from parts of Elijah Craig's story as a distiller, a critical component of this story are the enslaved people who made major contributions to bourbon. Elijah Craig was an enslaver, relying upon enslaved people to run his distilling and broader business operations, uncovering the identities and roles of these laborers, how they contributed to the birth of bourbon industry and legacy their families left is a critical mission of our brand today. And it says, Elijah Craig is actively engaged in academic research with the, uh, Elijah Craig, the company, with the University of Kentucky Commonwealth Institute for Black Studies and Central Kentucky Slavery Initiative um, and other initiatives. Uh, So... Talking about more of that stuff and a little bit of like you know equitable type stuff and, and in the contributions to history and things uh, being added as they find them. Um, but the big thing with Elijah Craig as the you know let's call it the mythology or the you know the the history that they that they talk about at Elijah Craig and uh, Heaven Hill is that in 1789 Elijah Craig became the first distiller to age Look his whiskey. Wow. Look in there. 
You got some char? Big old oh, chunk of char. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Actually, I do too. Awesome. Go ahead. See, sorry. See my little sliver? I don't have any. Do oh, you? yeah. Uh, but it says, in 1789, Eliza Craig became the first distiller to age his whiskey in new charred oak barrels. Some claim that an accidental fire charred his barrels and changed the whiskey inside. Others say he stored his whiskey in former sugar barrels and was impressed with how charring improved the flavor. Um, to a lot of people, they say Elijah Craig is known as the father of bourbon. Uh, and I think it even says it on their, uh, on their bottles somewhere. I think it's on their regular bottles, if I remember correctly, or maybe it's on their labels on the side. Um, a lot of this, in my opinion, I feel like is argued from other distilleries. Oh, who, yeah. Who Everyone the first person to was to, you know, use charred barrels and what the reasoning was. Mm-hmm. One said a supermarket guy that stored his fish in there had to get rid of the fish flavor, so they charred, charred the them, inside yeah. of the barrel. And and I think the, the show Neat. They go through a bunch of those But they scenarios. make a little bit of a joke about, oh, yeah. you know, all the different distilleries having their own you know story of how it started because like maybe it was no wait it was any kind of like and those are all stories that different distilleries actually say one of them being elijah craig Mm -hmm. um he doesn't say elijah craig he just says an old baptist minister (laughs) um but yeah so so it's a little tongue-in-cheek i think nowadays that people say this is the first person to start bourbon it might have just been that it came from bourbon county in kentucky um, and then, you know, they ship it down to Bourbon Street in New Orleans and that aging in the Mississippi River while it's going down yeah. on the stern wheelers to get down there. You know, that's uh, what caused them to age and turn brown by the time they got there. And, hey, I want some more of that Bourbon County whiskey. Right. Became bourbon for short. That's one of the other stories. So um, lots of different stories. But whichever it is, I don't care. So I like where it is today. today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. Um from Elijah Craig, though, perspective, we do have uh, just their regular samplings. They have rye. They have their regular 94-proof um, shelfer. They have their toasted barrel, which is 94-proof. Then they've got their barrel proofs, and then they've got their 18. I don't think they still make their 23-year, or if they do, it might be a special release, but they also have a 23-year single uh, single barrel as well. Wow. That's a unicorn. And then, That's hard to believe, 23. You yeah, know what I mean? Like that's- right. And to find one that's still actually good, right? You know, it's not like it's not like Scotch where they're using used bourbon barrels and it ages slower mm-hmm. and the, not as much evaporation over there either. Um, and then they've got their new private barrel program for their um, uh, barrel proofs, which they never used to do. It used to just be at the ninety-four proof for the private barrels. Now they also do private barrels at barrel proof, um, so that's a, a good addition as well. Uh, Elijah Craig is part of the Heaven Hill line. Uh, or overarching company, if you will, family-owned. Um, Larceny is another one from that. Uh, all the Heaven Hill stuff, Evan Williams, all those are all related. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into this first private barrel. This private barrel is actually a private barrel from um, I can see it says eight years is what I, all I can see from here. Yeah, it's an eight-year. It's Mash and Journey. It's almost nine years, um, but it's a Mash and Journey uh Private Barrel Club. Well, uh, I'm going to predict that it's viscous on the tongue then if it's a Mash and Journey pick. A little viscosity, yeah. Not too bad. It's definitely um, hotter than what we just had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but And I got a nice little Kentucky hug at the end. Same. That mm-hmm. could just be first drink, but uh, that was a good... It wasn't bad, though. It didn't taste like pure alcohol. It tasted just... No, it has that tongue coating that I expected from yeah. Mash and Journey. You're right. Um, all in all, I still get the vanilla. I get a little mm-hmm. bit of a dusty kind of note to it. Um, but this is good. It reminds me of the, the shelf or small batch, but just higher in proof, 
and like thicker. Yeah, I would agree with that, which makes sense. I mean, the two things together. Yeah. If you look at it, you can kind of see that one's a lot darker than the one that uh, we started with. So. Because their shelfer is probably eight to nine years, if I remember correctly. Uh, I, th- I think it's like yeah. I think, I think it's, it's around like eight years. Eight yeah. Minimum. What do you What do you got? On the nose, I'm definitely getting burnt sugar and yeah. kind of that creme brulee. Mm-hmm. Smell. I guess we skipped the nose, didn't we? Um, <laughs> on the taste, see, I'm not getting that Kentucky a hug, which was interesting. Mine okay. was just kind of a quick exhale, the dragon's breath that I like to say. Well, that I mean, was it. It was but this like, is your fifth drink of the day, so that does. <laughs> <laughs> And you've got to get out for your flight here in two hours, right? <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> oh, transcontinental. transcontinental. Yeah, transcontinental. <laughs> Just put it in autopilot. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, we skipped the nose on this, didn't we? So um, yeah, I get some burnt sugar. That's a that's a good note. I get a little bit of uh, maybe tobacco and leather. I get some age in yeah. there for sure. <clears throat> No, the taste is very uh, chocolatey, and like I said, it's a very quick finish. See, I'm getting hot, like a though. long finish, though. Well, I get a long finish, but there's that. I, I there's a little bit of drink, like the second drink. Finish. Now I'm getting more hug, right? Here so I'm the opposite things. now. My first drink got a big hug. The second drink was less. Okay. It's almost like that visceral reaction is taken care of now, and I'm good. Wrong pipe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good though. Uh, that's funny. Did the Kentucky chew too long? Yeah, did you? My body didn't know what it wanted to do, so it's like, let's aspirate this. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little bit in the lungs for tomorrow. Yeah. Breathe. Well, I will be in breathing the, fire. The extra tanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, real quick, while we're drinking this one down, and then I'll have um, Flying Buckeye uh, pour out his private barrel for sure. the next drink. Uh, so, last week, Got a call from Jason at Mash and Drum. Asked me if I wanted to go to Russell's or Wild Turkey to do a, two Russell's and a Kentucky Spirit pick. And I was like, hell yeah, I want some cheesy well, Yeah. So that's like a, that was a. It's like a bucket list barrel pick. Yeah, I was going to say that's a bucket list one for me. I've always heard those are really good. We get on site, Jimmy Russell's sitting right there in the, oh, that's in, cool. in the gift shop. He's just sitting there. And so everyone, of was course, he, is wanting to talk to him. Was he there for your pick, or no, he was just there? He's there, I guess, on certain days. I, okay. know, I know which day. Oh, I like this. Thank you. He's a nice little snifter. Um, he's there on Blank certain days, and apparently I know what day it is now. So oh, I'll, nice. That'll be good to know. I would, I would love to meet Jimmy before, you know. It's the second time I've met him. And um, <clears throat> so he was there. How's he look? Bo Garrett was there, too. He's looking older. But he, yeah. but he was still at his wits about him. He was, good. You know. He's a national Talking. treasure. Yeah. Oh, he is. That's why I was like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I mean for yeah. like, you know, his well-being. I hope he's okay. Bo Garrett was there as well. I don't know if you guys know who Bo Garrett is. He is the former. I can't remember if it's bass or drummer uh, for Montgomery Gentry, the country, oh. the country band, um, and one of their the the main guy from their from their uh, band died in a helicopter crash, I believe. I think it was helicopter. It might have been a plane, but I think it was helicopter. I think it was helicopter, too. I feel like I vaguely remember. And uh, I guess he's been on shows to talk about this before. Excuse but, me. But after that, he went into a pretty big depression. Yeah. And then uh, he started working at Wild Turkey. He's a tour guide. He works there. He's just he's kind of part of the crew now. Um, but, yeah, he's he's part of the, the group there now. He was there. He knows Jason pretty well. So he and Jason talked, and, and he and Jason text, and he was like, hey, Jimmy's here today, by the way. So we got there. Jimmy was there. Bo was there. We talked for a minute. Um, Bruce, Jimmy's grandson, mm-hmm. was there, and he's the one who led us through the barrel picks. 
So we get it. We walk across the street because they're still in the makeshift Pop-ups, gift shop. Whatever, yeah. yeah, it's not quite done yet. They said they don't think it's going to be done until next year. So on our trip, it's still going to be the gift shop. And this is at the Heaven Hill spot. Right? This is wild Russell's. turkey. This is wild oh, turkey. Oh Jesus! I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, you're talking about Russell. Um, okay. So and he's going to be flying on two hours. No. <laughs> <laughs> hop down to Lexington and pick uh, him up. Um, so we get there. Jimmy's there. Bruce walks us across the street into uh, Warehouse A. Oh, that's like 1800s, too. It's old, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 1800s. I'm almost positive. It was like termites holding hands. That's how old it is. I mean, it was... It was Those things are solid, though. Those, it is. It you is. can't find wood like I'm, that anymore. Listen, I know. It's like 12 by 12. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you cannot I mean, find wood beams like that, oh, like joists yeah. anymore. It's, it's just that's why people pay to tear those trees, things down. Trees don't get that mature them. anymore. That's right. the problem. Exactly. But uh, so it was just, it was amazing. Like, as you're walking across the street, you step over into where the Rick houses are and you just start, I don't if you've ever been to a Rick house or on the Bourbon Trail, you just start to smell the, the aging bourbon, the aging mm-hmm. whiskey. It's just, glorious mm-hmm. it really is so we walk in this is where they do all of their tastings apparently and i've never been on one and uh we walk in go around the corner take a couple pictures and actually one of the guys that came with us brought in austin nichols wild turkey 12 so we we cheers to that bruce had some with us we all started drinking that i think i posted a picture of that maybe if not i'll put it i on. think you did and i think i sent it to you guys i don't know if i sent it i saw it somewhere i feel yeah um so we all had that. That was our primer, basically. Then we went in, and there were eight barrels waiting for us. Wow. Now, we knew ahead of time we were doing two Russell's picks and one Kentucky Spirit pick. And right out of the gates, every one of these barrels was just outstanding. Let me stop you real quick, and I have a question. So the one that's the Kentucky Spirit one is obviously going to be proofed down. But did you try it at barrel strength, or was it proofed down already, or how did no. you do that? So we could have picked any of them to be a Kentucky Spirit barrel. Okay. All of them were above proof for what it would be a Russell's 114, I think they do. Yeah. Um, so all of them were above that. Okay. So we were safe there that none of them had to be Kentucky Spirit. They could be your choice. We got one that was really hot, but amazing. Mm-hmm. Like We're like, ooh, this has some really good flavors, but it's coming off really hot. So we added a little bit of water to it, and damn. It, so it it, so you're doing your Kentucky ooh, Spirit, huh? That was our Kentucky Spirit. <laughs> Um, okay, I was just curious how that went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue, thank you. No, no, uh, good question though, actually, because all of the barrels were above the 114, so we okay. could choose which we wanted. Um, they didn't have it set aside like this has to be Kentucky Spirit. He's been there on times where it, that was the case, <clears throat> where the proof actually dropped instead of you know went up or stayed above 114 or whatever. So, um, so he has been there where if you want this barrel, it has to be Kentucky Spirit type of thing. Okay, sure. But that was not the case. All eight barrels were available. As either or. Um, so we went through, he had a, a set of five and then we had a set of three. And the, we went through the set of five, liked pretty much all of them for some reason or another. They were all really good. And then we went to the first one of the second set of, of three. And it was like, and, and unanimously, immediately, oh, this is, this is it. This is the best one here. Oh, and wow. it, was, it was ridiculous. It was a honey barrel for sure. Woo-hoo. So we got this one, and it was, uh, I don't remember which one it was. I think it was maybe Warehouse K. That's my favorite warehouse. And we, Shocker there. So, we're, so we were like, let's call it Special K. 
It's funny. <laughs> uh, so, so that we had some jokes and stuff it's about like that. Ketamine. And then, right, right. <laughs> that's the that's what. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that was my joke. And then uh, we went to Tyrone. I don't remember. It was Tyrone K. I think. And then there were some other Tyrone, uh, um, just uh, Rick houses. And I think I can't remember for sure. I think the other two barrels, one Kentucky Spirit and then one Russell's, came from the original five, I believe. Um, and they were all good. I mean, they were all good, but one was just ridiculous. And it was the, the first one in the second set of three that we did. I'll have to be like waiting the day those release and try and fucking grab it. Um, but yeah, it was it was nuts. I mean, they were so good. And then Bruce hung out with us. He was drinking with us. I got a couple pictures oh, of him cool. thieving. You know, that's and, cool. And it's it is cool because he's like he's bourbon royalty or whiskey royalty. Oh yeah, I mean national treasure. You know, you Absolutely. got you got Jimmy, then Eddie, then him, and he's learning. Like right now, he's not a distiller necessarily. I don't think. I think he dabbles with it, obviously. But he is, you know, the learning the trade. Yeah, yeah. And he's the grandson of Jimmy. And he's and he's putting in the work. He's doing barrel picks. He's being that. That's awesome, that though, because people, right? Yeah. yeah, that face to people coming in to the to the distillery. Because it would be easy, someone in his position, to be like, "Oh, like just try and profit, profit, profit." I'm an heir to this, but I love that he's like taking it on. He's taking it, it seriously. Seems like he is, and I don't know him, um, right? But he was very, very welcoming. He seems like he's putting in the work, like not just expecting to be, oh, I'm the next master distiller. Like he's, he is actually putting in work, doing the things he's going through the motions, you know, all the stuff that you would, you know, putting, the old world yeah, putting in the time, That's, I like forward. that putting in the time. And he, he had knowledge. I'll tell you that. Like he's not just there. He's soaking up information. He had knowledge. He had stories. He had like, he was, how old he, is he? I, he's, he's gotta be, I think he's younger than me. He's, I didn't know he's if he's probably. If I had to guess, he's probably late to mid thirties. Okay, I was, I was just curious, like twenties, thirties, somewhere in that area. I, I would think thirties. I mean, you saw the picture of him, I think, and I'll bring mm-hmm. it up. I don't know how old he is, to be honest. I really don't. Um, but if I had to guess, I, and hopefully, if he's listening, I'm not. I'm not offending you. <laughs> I mean, I would say mid to late thirties, but I would. I would aim closer to mid. Like he's probably thirty four to thirty six, if yeah. I had to guess. But his knowledge, man, he's soaking it up. He's he's well, good. He's he's and he's giving it out too. Like he's giving it out uh, as well. That's coming from you somewhere. But it's probably not actually recording. Okay, I hear like a ticking. Sorry, it yeah, may be actually care. because it's show. It's actually showing up on here. Um, it wouldn't be that. It would be this, if anything. Ah. So. Anyway, um, so we uh, we did that, and then after we left there, or actually after we were done, we went over, hung out with Bo Garrett, had some pours over at the at the uh, bar at the gift pop shop. up, yeah, at the gift shop, and uh, talked to him. He's super nice too. Like, I'm so, such a nice guy. I love and, that some of these places have like house cats too. Like, you walk yeah, in, there's yeah, like a random yeah, cat just one. like hanging I out. I didn't see it, but they have one. There. When we were there last time, there was a random cat. And it's just I don't know. It's just no, yeah. It's it's a cool it's like antique like barn There's cats. Makers, yeah. yeah. They, they they all have cats. Well, and then at Lux Row they have the peacocks. And yeah, the cats are there too, but they yeah. have the peacocks, peacocks. outside. Huh. Peerless um, had that couple cats just chilling yeah. in there. Now what, Middle West spirits, they have cats. Yeah. Huh, okay. So when we left there, we had to get back to we had a reservation, I guess, at uh, Michter's for fill your own bottle. The whole oh, we had a reservation for yeah, that. Yeah, we had to have a reservation. I didn't realize that. So while they were waiting on me to show up in the morning, because I drove in that morning, they had stayed the night before, 
they had gone to Mictors to see what was available, just, you know, whatever, and hit up uh, the place and see what was there. So they, they saw they were doing fill your own bottle today or that day. And so they made a reservation for all of us that night. They didn't make a reservation for me though. Oh, so I'm like, well, shit, I hope they let me do it. So we get there. Um, I'm like, Hey, I'm with this group. They didn't do a reservation for me. Is there room for one? They're like, actually there's one more left. No shit. So I got it. Yeah. And so I didn't know it was bourbon though. I had no idea they were doing bourbon that day. I, th- I just assumed the whole time it was rye, rye, but I still was like, everyone told me that the rye they've done from the fill your own has been amazing. So I was like, well, let's, I'll do it. I'll do it. Cause their rye is one of the only ryes that I really like. Theirs and middle West spirits are probably two of the ryes that I'm a big fan of. I like their rye as well. Yeah. And it, I think it has to do with it going. Meaning Mictor's rye. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you I said know. too. Well, you like middle West as well. Yeah. But I think it has something to do with going in at a lower entry proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it just changes everything. I, for me, that's the mouthfeel for yeah, me. That lower but barrel that lower, entry proof. That lower barrel entry proof, I think, mm-hmm. lends to a better mouthfeel. Same. And I th- if if you look at since all of these conglomerates have come in and take over taken over all these whiskey companies, the first thing they do to increase their profits is they reduce the barrel entry proof. And I think that's the one thing you'll notice between now. And bourbons back from the 70s, 80s, and 90s before all this started happening. Mm-hmm. And and you'll see that that mouthfeel is just beautiful. Like that Austin mm. Nichols bourbon that we had from Walter, the mouthfeel was ridiculous. It was only 101 proof, but it tasted amazing. If I remember, didn't Peerless tell us they had a really low barrel entry proof? Um, they might have. I know Michter's keeps theirs low. There's another place that also has a low barrel entry proof, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Um but yeah, that's that's a thing for some some distilleries right now. And I, generally, though, once you get taken over by a bigger company, yeah, that pops up because so they're lowering the proof at the entry point. Just as kind of like peanut butter, spread it out thinner, get more product out there. But you guys are no, 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 that no. It's better. They no, raise the no, barrel no, no. entry proof for more oh, product and they water it down. Okay. So, so the opposite. You're thinking wrong, incorrectly. So like when a conglomerate comes in, they raise the entry proof so that a barrel now comes out at 135, 138 proof. So now to put it on the shelf, they add a lot more water lot more to water it. And so you now get more bottles. Okay. That's that peanut butter, spread it thinner yeah. idea. So if you start with a lower entry proof, a lot less water needs to be added, which means you end up getting a lot less Your yield bottles. Is a lot less. Yeah. Right. So your, pr- your profit goes down, basically. So that's what these conglomerates come in. They raise that entry proof so that to get it back down to your 90 proof Buffalo Trace, you're adding tons of water. So you lose mouthfeel. That's mm. one of the things you lose because you're adding water to it. Um, anyway, that's just my feeling about it. Uh, some other people may argue separ- differently, but that's just my feeling about it. Um, let's dive into this next one. This is the private barrel of yours, right? And yes. who's this from? Uh, OHL Keel. And it's a 10 year age. 10 year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I this will say our, this looks pretty dark. It does. Looking at the, I mean, I know that's a, a very full bottle, but it looks mm-hmm. like maple syrup sitting there almost. <laughs> the one beside it looks even darker, and that gonna, might be some lighting. But I'm going to say right now, I generally don't like OHLQ's their taste, taste profile. profile yeah. Now, I will say that I like their Maker's Mark stuff, but outside of that, I've, I generally, every time I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to try this, every time I'm let down. Well, we found that with episodes past. I mean, the Angels Envies picks. We did that episode. Yeah, I did a I did a Nashville great. barrel from them, and I was like all excited because all the Nashville barrels I've done with them, or not with them, but just Nashville barrel private clubs I've done have been amazing. It was the worst one I've ever had. Terrible. Every time I do an OHLQ, and I'm like, oh, I'll break down and get it. Never. It's never been good. 
That's why, even though I love old elk, I've never bought the old elk OHLQs. I've never bought the. Uh, I think they did a. Penel- I had a Russell's that one time. Remember it, and it wasn't very it, good. Yeah, the Russell's one you had was not very good. They did. Yeah, it was about three or four weeks ago, wasn't it? I think. Oh, well, this, this was, was a couple, couple years, years ago. ago. A couple years. Yeah. Okay, they just now that new one. I don't one. know. That was like a limited. Well, they they did a few. It was something different. They did one last year that Jason helped with, and they had like 17 barrels or 16 barrels. Jesus. And like if you're doing that many barrels, there's going to be some stinkers. Yeah, that they're like blending in there. Right. They're not blending them, but but they had like 17 single barrels that they released throughout the state. There had to be some. Jason told me which ones were good. Um, but I just never got out and got any of them. Well, not this to ruin much on the nose. Well, Go not ahead. to ruin this one. This batch that this OHL key barrel came with came with, you know, I think nine or ten other barrels, and their range varied from seven to ten. So this is on the older side of this grouping yeah. that they did this yearly release. I will um, say this one tastes older. Okay. I can't smell shit on this. I, I wasn't anything? getting much on the nose. I, I really was. It, the nose is very muted on this. Yeah. To me. I but feel like I'm like am taste I getting it, COVID? Taste it like, tell, no, no, it's muted. But taste it, and I'll tell you what, the taste on it tastes old. I have to try really hard with the smell. It's very oaky. It, I'm it's getting leather. Tannic, a little tannic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some leather. leather. And, oaky. and I get nut, like peanutty. It's oaky, tan- peanutty. Oak. It's got some tannic you know, qualities to it, some peanut, I agree. Um, it's not bad. I like this. Yeah, it's not bad. But it doesn't have that vanilla bomb that Elijah Craig generally has for me. It doesn't have the viscosity I want. And it doesn't have the viscosity. That's what I was going to say next, yeah. But I, I do like the flavor on it. I like the, It's a very well-balanced flavor. Mm-hmm. It has its each aspect yeah. and three parts that I look at, but it's all smoothed over. This isn't what I generally would go for with an Elijah Craig. What's the proof on this? 132.9. Really? It doesn't taste that way. No, no. not it at all. It tastes like maybe a 120, high. 117, mm-hmm. or 115, something like that. But it does think in one teens. Yeah, it does taste more like that. But so he, so here's my take on this. This is not what I would, would smell it now that you've drank it. I did, and it, I got a little more. You said leather already, so I didn't want to. Oh, okay. But yeah, I get that after after tasting it. This is not what I would go for from an Elijah Craig, but I like it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm it's, not going to buy Elijah Craig thinking this is the flavor I'm going to get from it. It you has have, none of the, the Elijah Craig in notes. Mind. Yeah. yeah. You're a, to a me, bomb. it doesn't have any of the Elijah Craig notes that I would normally expect. This is like. But it's good. Like refined and sophisticated. Oh. Like we're drinking a 25 <laughs> year old scotch. The Reverend Private Stock. Yeah. It's just like it's it's not. Um, this is the 25 year old scotch version of Elijah Craig. Essentially, that's how it feels to me, right? There's no, like, there's no Kentucky hug. There's hardly nope. any ethanol flavor on nope. it whatsoever. There's like this. You know what? Antiqued age. Every time I drink it, my pinky pops out. See? So you <laughs> Cheerio. And it, it was doing it, and I, I thought there was something going on, but I think it's the I bourbon. I wonder what you're doing over yeah. there. It's, it's like, the, you the, hydrated well enough? The scholar's drink is what this is. Ooh, the scholar's drink. Mm. The thirsty scholar. Also a bar on campus. I want to read a first edition also of Edgar owned, Allan Poe. <laughs> also owned by Quinn Allen, who has been on the show twice. Oh, Quinn owns Thirsty Scholar? Yeah. I didn't know Oh, that. no, 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 no. Sorry, the library. He owns the oh, library. Oh, okay. Not Thirsty Scholar. And you know what the Thirsty Scholar was before it was the Thirsty Scholar? I don't remember now. House? No. That's like the third name it's had. Oh, shit. When I lived on 85 West Norwich, it was just right down the alley from there. Mm-hmm. We would go there all the time, and then it became the Thirsty Scholar. I can't remember what it used to be called before. I have no idea. You know how many fights? Like you know how many fights yeah. I've been in at the Thirsty Scholar? <laughs> like, <laughs> was that the Fight Club? Fight. Oh, no. not It became the Fight Club. 
But my buddy, so my buddy from uh, my There's more Nella coming into this, but go ahead. My roommate from my freshman year, not my roommate, but he was like two doors down. He became my roommate. We moved in together, and uh, his cousin ended up moving in with us, and he played hockey for Ohio State. This is before. Oh, cool. This is before shot. This is oh, at the old is... ice rink that was mal like malformed. It was poorly shaped. The one that attached to St. John Arena, right? Yes, and it was not the correct dimensions for a hockey oh, arena. Jesus. So they so <laughs> so they had that little uh, home court advantage, if you will, home ice advantage, mm. um, because it was not shaped like a regular hockey rink. Huh. And um, but I think at the time they were like in between legitimate hockey. They were in the CCHA league before the Big Ten became a thing for hockey. Mm -hmm. It was CCHA is what it was called. Okay. And uh, he was a goalie for the team. And we used to make a joke because he would get in fights. And I felt like he would break his wrist like every other fight. <laughs> so the joke was that he would get in a fight, break his wrist, and then throw another punch and it would reset it. <laughs> so like, you know, he, he, had to throw yeah. an, he had to throw an even number of punches so that his, sure his wrist – Yeah, the next week. So that was always the That's joke. Um, but I, I swear every time we went out, to uh, bars with him, we would get in a fight. He was he was the common denominator for those. Um, kind of funny. So overall, I, I'm actually mildly surprised by this. This grew on me. The and, more I drank it, the, it grew and, on and me. You know it what's really pissing did. me off is this is just setting me up for more disappointment for OHLQ. I'm going to see another OHLQ say, you know what? I had that one from it Elijah good. Craig. I'm going to grab it. Good. it. I'm going to buy this next one, and <laughs> it's going to suck. I, I've said I this. I brought the nine-year one over then. Was it an OHLQ? Oh, you got two of them from OHLQ. I've said this before. We did the Middle West Spirits pick with them. We were invited to come with them and do it. Everyone picked the best barrel out of there. And the distiller from Middle West Spirits, Ryan, was like, yeah, this is, you know, for sure. They chose a different barrel. And they over they overrode us, and like not even a week later, Middle West Spirits is like, screw it, we're releasing this for that's, ourselves. That's yeah, a gift and shop it was release, it was huh? amazing. I still have one back there. It was so good. It was it rivaled our pick, which is still to this day one of my favorite picks of all time. I still have two of those unopened. I have, I think one and a half maybe. Yeah. Let's talk about how they pull a barrel down from the rick to dedicate that as a single barrel barrel pick like how they do choose they, it you mean how right. do they select how do they, it is it a random selection do you, or do they so, go to their favorite warehouse like it depends on K? the rick house too i think a lot of times what happens is they do some tastings randomly throughout the the rick the, the rick okay but but they also like generally speaking they're not going to taste every barrel but what they will do is taste a section so like a lot of times that section in a rick house was filled at the same time and so what they do is they'll go in, if there's a line of 20, they'll taste one of those. Okay. And then, you know, maybe they'll go up to the next floor and taste one from that same group or whatever and see how they're aging, basically. Right. And they'll, they'll assume that everything that was put in at around the same time will be similar. I would agree. Um, that's not always the case. But once in a while, they'll find this barrel that's just like, holy shit, like, all right. And then they'll sometimes pull it down for a single barrel. If I remember, and I think they all do it a little different, but I feel like I remember this at Lux Row, that they utilize like QR codes, and there's QR codes on each barrel, and they can like scan it and that put is like true. notes on it, right? Because those are like unique identifiers, and then you can go in and be like, oh yeah, we had this barrel, we think it needs to age a little bit longer, or like this barrel, um, it had XYZ notes, you know what I mean? So you can like kind of keep a log, and like he said, track it, 
Um, but they also use that for rotation of the barrels too. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of information <clears throat> okay. that goes in with those, which I think is a great idea. Some that of those are good. Yeah. Some that's of a super easy way to. Right. Some of the digital places, that's what they mm-hmm. do. Like Maker's Mark, I think they they try to rotate all of their barrels all equally. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the same exactly. They're they're not all going to go through because when we were there, remember they told us it was different than what I expected it to be. They the rot- hand rotation. The hand rotation isn't what I thought it was. So they rotate them. But it's almost like an average, you know, like the ones in the middle, you know, might go up a floor, down a floor or something like that. The ones at the top will go to the bottom and the ones at the bottoms will go so that they average out to be that almost. Yeah. So like they it was take the two extremes and swap them to get that. I, average I think route. if I remember right, it was something like that. It was, it was different than what I thought. The way I. Under- Did you envision it like a snake? Yeah. Game? Almost yeah. like that. They yeah. all hit every Start floor. And come yeah. Down, and and I don't. Maze. That's not exactly how it works. Um, and I don't remember the details of it. I wish I would have paid more attention that day. But I think by the time they told us that, I was pretty toasty. We had had a couple of cocktails, and, mm-hmm. and that was that oh was yeah, a, their new bar that they that uh, was they a fun built. day that was too. A great day. Yeah. So let's talk about that. They everyone who's a Maker's Mark person got an email today, right? Yes, I and, actually and, can expand upon what that is. Yeah, I can too. So, like, I don't think I got that. I, this is what we talked about with Jason. Remember, Jason sure. was telling us about this. He's like, well, I can't really say, but this is probably what. Hush, hush, wink, wink. Right. Yeah, he was talking about so that So supposedly, and they even allude to it in their email. The email hints at it. I've got even more detail than well, the email. All right. You no, might, I, you might too. I, I do. But okay. so the email gave a hint. Basically, it's uh, same something, but older or something like that. I can't remember. What was the, what, what they, did the email uh, say? I have it here. I can pull it up for the exact wording. But they, they hint at it saying, uh, um, they give a something uh, older something than a old, decade. It says something old is something new. Yes. So they're coming out with a new product that is age stated is basically what's happening. Quote more than a decade. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says we've been keeping something secret on Star Hill Farm for a long time, more than a decade, in fact. And now it's almost time to let you in on the big news. So what I've heard is a 12-year Maker's Mark age stated release. That's what I've heard. I'm assuming it'll be batched. Not just a single barrel or something, but I'm assuming it'll be a batched 12-year-old product. So this is news as of two hours ago, thanks to OHLQ, because they leaked it. Oh, fucking idiots. So Those guys are fucking... That, um, they're a clown show. The, I'm, I'm just saying, they're a clown yeah. show. This is straight from the website. This is nothing secret that I have. I yeah. just happen mm-hmm. to look. What's it say? So according to OHLQ.com right now, the label is going to be called Maker's Mark Cellar Aged. It's a bourbon whiskey at 47% or 90, 94 proof. It's gonna be priced at one forty nine ninety nine for a seven fifty mil, and then the um, the description here is a blend of aged barrels. It's gonna be seventy percent whiskey aged at eleven years, thirty percent whiskey aged at twelve years. Okay. I thought the youngest one had to be the age statement. It will be. So it'll for be an ele- it'll be an ele- no no for bourbon. Oh, two. for bourbon too. Okay. It'll be an eleven year then. Okay. But they pre- they may not put an age statement <clears throat> on it. Oh, but if, they, if they put it, if you put an age statement on it, the youngest thing yeah. in, the, in the barrel so or the youngest thing in the bottle has to be what's listed as I the, the statement. Picture, Calling it the seller the, release the, is probably why. There's yeah. okay, so they're gonna have a um, a almost like a uh, when you get a bonded, a bottled and bond, you get that tax stamp around yeah. the top. There's gonna be one of those, and then it's gonna be dipped in the wax. wax. That that tax label, whatever you want to call it, it does say a blend of. Uh, 10 and 12 year barrels. So 10, it does say 10 right and 12. The label here, yeah, it looks like it's But says you just said 10. 11 and 12. Exactly, yeah. The description so. per OHLQ says 11 and 12. Well, 
I don't know. So I'm, maybe, I'm playing detective may, here. Maybe, what do you, maybe what do you see on that label? Maybe, maybe it'll be ten maybe months and, or ten years and like eleven months. And in which case, that they'd have be. to say ele- they'd have to say ten years. Because there's more description. I just can't see it because of the wax. Yeah, but that's what the. But that could also like. be a marketing. But that's a cool ass bottle, by the way. That bottle is badass looking. I like that bottle too. It's kind of like the old cask Antique-y. strength label. Yeah, the yeah. thin label, but it's it's it, that's all. There's nothing else on it except for the 2023 <laughs> release. I will say I don't like the new bottles. I do. I don't. I like the older. So you like the the 46 cask and all those. I like the older 46 cask bottle, but, but, but those are one. the same as the exact. Those are exactly the same as the private selects. I like the new one, and I like that the private selects have that shape. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's move on. So, what do you think about the price point of that? I don't. I think it's a little so no, one fifty is a little steep. No, it's yeah. not at all. Actually, uh, generally speaking, when you're talking about bourbon, ten years per year of age, if twelve years is in there, one hundred twenty dollars would be acceptable. One fifty is it's a it's an LTO, limited time offering, or LTE mm. or whatever you want to call it. LTO, I think is what they say, but it's a limited time offering. So it's a probably a once a year thing. It's not a shelfer. So you're going to add a little bit for that. One fifty is what it should be. Standard, okay. I, if if it was twenty five, if it was one thirty, I would say fine. Yeah. One fifty because it's an LTO. I'm I'm fine with that. I'll only buy three. I didn't know about that formula that you just said. No, it's ten years ten per years, year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, for ten dollars. Yeah. That's why. That's why when you get these Elijah Craig barrel proofs, which were standard twelve years for the most part. I know. Not the private barrels. Okay. But the barrel proofs are almost all twelve years. Um, and, and I they think come they even, at eighty bucks. And it's I think they even say it on the side. They even say it twelve years old, right on yeah, the side. It's a, it's a deal for sure. So it's a Look huge at fucking deal. Look, ten year. How old's Michter's ten year? Or not Michter's shit. <laughs> Michter's ten year is like a thousand dollar bottle, right? right. <laughs> Henry McKenna is what I meant to say. Henry McKenna is like a fifty dollar bottle, I think. Yeah. If that for ten for ten years, it's a steal, man. Well, it's not fifty bucks anymore. Well, yeah, everyone's it's found like, out about it's it. It's like eighty bucks. Yeah. No, even in the I think the yeah. MSRP gone is like seventy five or something like that. I feel like it used to be like fifty bucks, man. It did. It used to be way cheaper than it is. Yeah. When Jason's mom. Made that her oh, favorite yeah. bottle. It was much cheaper. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to start with C920 on the C series. So we're now to the C series. We got to get through these. It's 50 minutes in. So let's get through these. This is the C920. What do you got there? 60 bucks. 60 bucks. For what? The McKenna. On OHLQ. Yeah. You're not. I mean, anywhere else, it's like 75, eight, 75 bucks, I think. I'd still pay 75 for it. I'm just going to pass them on down. Pass it on Thank down. You, you don't have to do huge pours for me. I'm not. Was that a huge pour? No, I'm just. It was just a generalized statement. That's the same yeah, pour. That's, no, I, no, that's I'm not a bad pour. As fuck, it was a generalized statement. I am CAF. I was trying to think of something funny, but it just like. It's just, <laughs> yeah, you don't. When you don't have comedy in your bones like I do, <laughs> that's what happens. Airball. <laughs> I did. I did. I will say that was an airball for me. All right, here we go. C920. If I remember correctly, I like this bottle. If I remember, I like all the C profiles that I've I, Yeah, that everyone, I've had. everyone rips on the C profile, but I actually mm. I generally the like the C. I think the, the Bs are the fan favorite overall. Aren't I, really? think, I think the A's and the Bs are both big fan. Um, this one I mean, is, I like uh, some Ds, too, if you know what I mean. Right. Listen, you like the D. <laughs> <laughs> Only when they come in pairs. Singular. You like some the, double Ds. The D. The. I think you've always, when you talk to me, you always ask for the vitamin D. <laughs> like it's medicine. Um, 
This is 132.8 proof, 66.4% alcohol by volume, C920. So again, this is the C release, the third release of the year 19 or 1920, uh, 2020. Um, Unpopular opinion. I know I'm going to have it, but these barrel proofs, I've had some that rank in at the one teens and proof like 119 and holy fuck, they're phenomenal. Most people hate those. Really? Yes. The, oh. So oh, Elijah man. Craig, for their barrel proofs, were known for a while as being, you know, higher proof. Mm -hmm. And then when they went into the low twenties, I think was the lowest they went was in the low one twenties. Um, they were getting ripped apart, and I'm like, I thought they who were. Who cares good. what the proof is if they're good? Who cares? Right. For me, they just had like it was like they were complex and thick. I um, I don't mind the proof that. The proof alone is not going to piss me off, unless we're talking about Woodford Reserve, where everything's ninety point four proof. Right, like fuck off. No, no, no. Like, I don't give like us 90. a proof. No, seriously, give us a proof that that matches mm -hmm. what you're releasing. If it's if it's not the best at ninety point four, and I guarantee you, not everything they release is best at ninety point four. Give us the the proof that makes sense, especially on their limited releases. That's what they do with their master distillers bottles, the smaller ones. Well, and I like, picked up a one twenty four. I was surprised They're your bottle was one thirty. Listen, or whatever. everything they release except for their batch proof is ninety point four proof. Mm -hmm. That's absurd. That that's telling you that they're taking different products and watering it down to that ninety. No, but that, that, that's not even the point. What if ninety point seven is better? What if it tastes better? Right. It's so not that it has to be consistent. I don't yeah. care that they water it down, but why 90.4 or whatever the hell it is? I don't – that's stupid. And I feel the same way about Luxro with their distillers collection and their um, uh, cask strength. They're all 120 or one what, – what is the distiller's proof? One, 114? 107? Something. Whatever it is, they're all exactly the same. I'm like, you can't tell me – that this wouldn't benefit from being one nineteen point four, or you know, like right. All bullshit. things have a like they have their sweet spot. Yeah. Everything does. That's not a one twenty is just a yeah, generic yeah. number. And I get one twenty. It's cast strength. That's what it goes into the cask as. That's why they do it at one twenty. But that just irritates me. Like you can't tell me that everything tastes better at one twenty. Find the proof around mm -hmm. it, and st right. it's still cask strength. Like as long as. You there's no real law that says it's got to be untouched to be cask strength. You could call it one. You could call it cask strength. Add a little bit of water, and it's now 118. Yeah. It's still cask strength if you want it to be called that. Just irritates me. Anyway, soapbox. <laughs> I'm done. Nose. My C920. point that I was trying to say is that sometimes I don't like when the ethanol overtakes some of those flavors, mm -hmm. yeah. and I feel like when I start to hit 130s, I get that. One teens, low one twenties. Didn't we just have a one thirty something? Yeah, one thirty two. Which, if you were listening, <laughs> I said to him I, that really surprised me. Right, it surprised the shit out of me. There's so I think that's where it needs to live. But a, sometimes a lot of them, I don't like when I get overpowered by the ethanol because there's flavors uh, in there I that I one hundred percent agree with you. But I've had easily twenty or more bottles where it's over one thirty and yeah. you don't taste the ethanol. And I've had the opposite. I've had. Lower proof things where it just feels like all heat. I've too. had that too. Yeah, and I've had over one thirty that tastes yeah. all heat. Our, I think our pick was over one thirty, wasn't it? Fuck, I don't remember. No, I thought it was one twenty five. You know what? I can look on my spreadsheet <laughs> like the nerd that I am. There you go. In the meantime, <laughs> for anyone's sake, yes. In the meantime, but yeah, on the nose, I'm not really muted on this one. Same. I'm trying. Flavor's fantastic. Peanut. Oh, viscosity. 
vanilla. See, this we is got what, an eye roll. This is what the seed over here. No, it's a it's a good eye roll. This is what the sea's all about for me. This is outstanding. This is the best one we've had so far, in my opinion. The the vanilla, there's brown sugar, there's all the Elijah Did you Craig. Get peanut in that at all or no? A little bit, yeah. I had a little bit. I was, of peanut I was getting ready. Through. I was getting ready to get to that before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> um, but no, like here, silky smooth. This is. It great. doesn't taste one thirty proof. No. Yes. No, I agree. Gavel has hit. A lot of times, I feel like this isn't the, clown the case is for me. Down, if you like the old Simpsons. When I'm in, when I'm in thir- when I'm in one thirties, it it's usually not this easy drinking. You know what I mean? Usually, there's like there's some this reflux. This is gonna be sneaky. If you're gonna drink this oh, around yeah. a campfire or something, one twenty five point one was our pick. So it was close. It was all, that's almost one thirty. I was off by one tenth. I said one twenty five. You're off by two point five percent. If you drink it and then re-smell it. I'm not. That's not Ooh. good. The, the nose is not strong. It's just on this one. not there. The nose no. is not strong no. on this one. If anything, it's all ethanol. The force is not strong. The, honestly, the nose on this is all ethanol, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the taste is outstanding. Mm-hmm. That and to be honest, at the end of the day, this is a burnt sugar bomb to me. At the end of the day, do you care about the smell or the taste more? No, I care about the taste more. Right. The 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 smell is like a topper. That's like that's like the cherry on top, right? I got you. It's like the the cherry on top. Uh, But to me, it's all about the flavor. It's all about that base. No treble. I would agree. This is my favorite so far. Hands down. And I'm excited because I've not had the 21 or the 22. So I'm excited because I love the C profile. Always have. So... Did you bring yeah. 21 and 22? Mm-hmm. He did. Okay. Yes, and they're unopened until tonight. Oh, get these now fucking neck pores. Fucking I mean, neck pores. Oh, here we fuck. go. That's why the caps have been Shake them up. Get that oxidation in there. <laughs> Shake them up. Make sure the neck gets mixed up with oh, the bottom yeah. of the bottle. <laughs> I just had a big conversation with someone about this, actually, uh, from Fourgate, actually. We talked uh, about this uh, a few episodes ago, too. Yeah, but it's just like so many ignorant dumbasses want to argue with you. <laughs> Tell the, me how you really feel. <laughs> no, but seriously, they want to argue yeah. with you about, it's neck pour, same juice, it's in the restaurant. No shit, that's not what neck pour means. Right, neck pour oxidation is and... just, as soon as you've opened it up, it's just the term that people have attached to the very first pour out of a bottle before it's had a chance to actually open up, have some oxygen, hit it, and, and just... Open up a little bit more. That's all. That's all it is. Yeah, no, I agree. It doesn't mean the juice at the top is different than the juice at the bottom. That's not what that means. That's not if what that were the case, means. it'd be like the juice in the bottom of the barrel was better than the juice at the top of the barrel. Just, and, right? I just... Can I get the bottom barrel bottle? Right. Fair enough. What, what are you doing? Are you doing a science experiment? What's going on over there? These two are clean, ready for ready to go. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I, I'm fair. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Um, I got a shitload of barrel char in this one too. You, I have not gotten any, and this you guys has, are like lucking out with tons yeah, of char. Yeah, this is all kinds of char. That in is this so one. cool. I mean, that is. I love barrel I char. I didn't look. I may have drank on the last one. <laughs> I felt something chunky. Something scratching down my. Yeah. Trying to go into the lungs. Oh man, I hate when that like. Oh god, that's. Some is days good. I feel like I'm. Ugh, I get like I aspirate and like I'm like, what the fuck? Are you just not thinking? So he's a nurse, everyone. When he says aspirate, he means he gets it in the lungs. Yeah. Well, it's so. like, that's what happens like dementia patients, right? They forget, like you literally forget how to swallow your food. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I'm like, fuck, crazy. is that happening wow. to me? So yeah. you have two clean glasses. Mm-hmm. We have th- we have to fight for this one of these clean glasses. I'll run. Orange? I can rinse. Did you say orange? I said I'll rinse. Oh, I thought you said orange. He's aspirating. He's aspirating. <laughs> He's throwing out fancy terms. All right, so let's move on to the next one. We've got C921 next. Sure we do. This, now, is, your, this is your bottle. I will let you pour. This is a 120.2 proof. And yeah, what is it? Years. 120.2. So there you go. So kind of middle. That was, that was right there where they were starting to complain about it in 21. And did 22 go back up in proof? Give me a... a Oh, yes, it did. Because everyone was saying, oh, it's finally back. I remember. Okay. Yes, and now the, the 22, we'll get to that, is 124.8. Yeah, well, that's not that much higher. It's not this 130 it's that we not, just had. Yeah, right. It's not up yeah. to the 30s. But, this one's uh, yours. Yeah, that one's my, yep. It's just like frosted because it's cold from the ice water I had. Do my breaking bourbon glass here. <clears throat> that's plenty. It doesn't have plenty. to be exact. He's, he's, he's probably happier with less. Yeah. Man, I, I just I feel hand. it in the mornings when I get up early. Look like a cheap ass over here. No, no, you're trust me, you're fine. <laughs> look at this guy. There we he go. gave me a second pour already. Make sure you're getting your fair share. Hey, I don't have. My, if anything, like I know, if I was like, hey, can I get a teeny bit more? I know you wouldn't give a shit. Like my drive home is, and I would rough. be the same way. With anything that I bring. Your drive home. Yeah, I gotta fly home. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you are from Connecticut, right? You always come here. I fly to the Hilton Garden. Did you ever watch that show, Wings? No. Yes. That was a good Tony Shalhoub on that show was flying. Great. Yeah. He was uh he became monk. Yeah, that's on, an old oh, show. From it the was 90s it was so sure. good. Andrew Weber and uh Tony Shalhoub, he was the taxi yeah. cab driver. Talk about Lowell. your stereo- Lowell? Yeah, talk about Mechanic. your stereotypes though. Yeah. The the the, the foreigner that's the, the foreigner yeah. that's the cab driver. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> that's so funny. Um surprised that show hasn't been canceled for that. It was a little airport. They're making and- did any of you guys watch Monk? No, no, oh. I never watched Monk. I, Monk I, mean, I remember great. like Tony Tony Shalhoub, but he is, they're doing a movie, a TV movie like follow up. I guess it's in production. Did you guys ever watch Psych? Mm-hmm. No, Psych here, here and there. No, so I never watched good. it. From start oh to God, I, I have not missed right. an episode. Speaking of movies, was I wasn't going to admit this. Here we go. Uh-oh. Barbie, I, Barbie. I, I saw Barbie. Yeah, with, oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. With a group of people. Did you dress in the pink and all that? I did not know. You know how many I, people went out and did that? That was so funny. Dude, it's been sold out. Barbie, has, uh, how long has it been out? Like a couple two weeks? weeks? Two yeah. weeks. It yeah. already hit a billion dollars. Really? Wow. I kid you not. I heard this morning it hit a billion dollars, which is insane. Did you like it? So, parts Hon- of it, honestly. yes. Parts of it, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I heard there was a lot of like... But there's a lot of like down political... Down with the patriarchy yes. kind of bullshit. Down, like, there's on. a lot of like down oh, with the patriarchy. So down with Ken kind of thing. Exactly. And that like... Ken was Barbie's bitch in the movie. It's it's very like <laughs> woman really? power, feminism, which is There's, fine. I'm fine yes. with that, but don't heavy hand it. Right? They, they didn't heavy hand it. I That's just, good at least. It, sometimes yes, sometimes this no. Third wave feminism thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was drinking, um, so some of it I may not like fully remember, but <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, there was honestly there were some really funny parts that I feel like half of the people in here don't even get was, them. I've heard it was pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like the opening scene, I was like, eighty percent of the people in here don't even get this because the <laughs> opening scene was an homage to two thousand one: A Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. where like, have you ever seen that or not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. So I the, love that the monkeys movie. and the yes, and they're like, they ha- they like figure out tools and they're like smashing the scales. Right, right, right. Yeah. So the little girl gets like a real Barbie and she's like smashing her other dolls with it, and it's the same music and everything, and it oh, like flips funny. up into the air and spins. And I looked at the people and I'm like, do any of you get this at all? And they're like, get what? And I'm like, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, That's I just funny. know there's so many. I would watch it again. 
a lot of, again, Ooh, a lot right. of the people in our group that went didn't like it. Really? And they didn't think it was funny, but I don't think that they were old enough to get some of the humor. I've heard that was there was a lot people. of I've heard there was a lot of our like age humor reference in it. just like references and stuff to things that and I wish I could give you another scenario, but no, I thought parts of it were funny. That's I really did. All right. And who doesn't love Margot Robbie? Oh, she I was going to bring like, up. Fuck. I can't see her the same since I watched Wolf of Wall Street. I can't see her the same since <laughs> I watched the Suicide. Yeah, uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Fuck, she's I mean, so hot. Talk about like celebrity crushes. But like Margot Robbie. Yes, I have. Okay. She's, uh, she's top three celebrity crush, if not like top two. Listen, Blake Lively and her yeah. are easily two of my, they're on my list. Trina would be okay with it because she would have no choice and we'd have to get through the counseling afterwards. But just like Blake Lively's on her list. That's fair. That's valid. She's on both of our lists. Would you take Margot Robbie in her prime right now or Megan Fox in her prime? I, oh, I, Margot Robbie. I have never yeah. found yeah. Megan Fox attractive. She's never. Yeah, she's, 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 just, she's got a nice body. Who? Megan Fox, yeah. but her face is not there her, for her me. Her face tells me I want to punch it. It doesn't tell me I want to have sex with it. <laughs> and like, Margot, I could see I would see never you punch like, a woman. Let's just be clear here. I would never uh, punch a woman. I could, unless she was asking disclaimer. for it. I could imagine, Or if she like, didn't get the dishes done. If yeah, she didn't get yeah. the dishes well, done, then, yeah. then she's asking well, she, for it. Well, she deserved that. But, <laughs> but like, Margot Robbie... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're going to jump over... Put your disclaimer in that. No, no, no. If we're going to jump over the line... If you're going to jump over the line, here we go. What's the... <laughs> What's the first thing a woman comes home and does after she's uh, getting back from the battered shelter? The dishes, if she knows what's good for her. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Listen, I do not prescribe to any of that, but it's still funny. Right. Yeah. It's still funny. Like, uh, if anyone beats their wife, they should go to hell. Yes. Like, sure. immediately and jail, mm. and then be raped 50 times for it a day. Per day. Yeah. Honestly, if you beat your fucking fucking wife, There's you're a piece of you're basically you're a piece of shit. going to jail for that. Those are the guys that are pussies to beat they their are. wives, right? They, because they, they want to feel tough, right? They yeah. want to feel tough, so they beat up on a woman. Yeah. They're the ones that were picked on in high school. They need yeah. to show something. To, yeah, like then they become they somebody. become cops later. On a brighter note, yes. <laughs> on a brighter note, though, speaking Just of kidding. Margot Robbie, have you seen I Tanya? I love cops, by the way, too. Some, some of my, listen, some of my best. Listen, listen. Some He's of like, my, I gotta, I gotta. Listen, I gotta, hold on, hold on. Listen, no, I'm not backpedaling because that's actually still funny. But some of my best friends are cops, and they're actually some of the best people I will ever meet. Like, honest to God. But I know that there's some pieces of shit that have used that position to abuse their power. I do not doubt that as well. I've met some shitty pilots. I've met. <laughs> I might be one of one them. One of them's in our fucking uh, <laughs> company right now. But I've met some shitty doctors, some shitty lawyers, some yes. shitty. Just yeah. they're shitty in every yeah. in every industry. They're shitty. Yeah. And that's the problem. Is I support police because I think in every industry there's bad apples, and oh, the yeah. problem is those bad apples. They ruin the entire bunch because that's what people focus on. There are plenty of great cops out there that do amazing things and that are amazing people. And some of my friends are great cops and great people. But I will be the first to admit I know that the problem is is that as a police officer, if you are a bad apple, you have a lot more power than you should and you can abuse the shit out of it. And that's that sucks. Oh, yeah. That sucks. And, and that makes that it bad for all the rest of them. entire profession exactly. on a pedestal when that one story right. of a million exactly. pops no, up. No, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just I two agree. weeks ago, there was a United pilot got in trouble because he was trying to fly 
from I think it was Paris. And he was drunk, right? He was, and he was drunk, or high, or something. Yeah, yeah, no, right. But that that makes you think all all pilots are that way, and that's exactly perpetuates the stereotype. And I think that's the thing we focus on those (coughs) negatives. We don't focus on we never focus on all the rest of them that are actually good people. And that's part of the problem. And that's where the news, and I think they want all of, they want to just, you know, take everything and turn it into some huge headline. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem. And not to say that there, there's bad. I guarantee it there's bad. And there's oh, sure people is. that have abused it over the years. But I know plenty of cops who are just nice guys. And they are, they don't beat their wives. <laughs> they don't, you know, take advantage of people at traffic stops. They don't do anything. They're just good people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the cop presence that you see at the state fair. I just went to the state fair yesterday, yeah. the last last day of the uh, the fair. What did you think? I mean, nothing really stood out. I have a good story. Well, my uh, daughter in law went yesterday, and she was like, "It was a shit show." Oh, oh wow! Okay, yeah, she so, was. Well, did she go in the evening? Because I went. Like, did I say daughter in law? Stepdaughter. I figured yeah. that's what you. I meant. always get that wrong. Yeah, I figured that's. What I don't you know meant. why I always get that wrong. Have we tasted this yet? I have. He, he I, did. That's I why did. He he looked at him finished it. He's <laughs> finished. No, no, no. I haven't finished it. All right, let's 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 nose this real quick. If you haven't seen Itanya, though, watch Itanya. That's not the. Uh, that's Margaret Robbie's the Tanya Harding story. Tanya Harding story. Have you not seen that? No. Oh my god! She played that. Margot Robbie <laughs> is Tanya Harding. Is she really? And she plays the best white trash fucking oh, actress. God. And the thing this about Tanya that movie, Harding, Tanya Harding was such white trash. That movie's like ninety percent accurate. The yeah. way it goes down, like I've heard that they they had pe- like they had people come in and actually at the end they show the actor that portrayed like the real life individual. Yeah. And have their photos side by side, and you're like dead on, dead Whoa. on. And you know what's funny? She's like smoking cigarettes and doing like triple axles on the ice. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> but you, what's funny about this is who was the one who who was the dark haired one? The, Tanya Hardy, or I'm sorry, Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. No one remembers her name very well. No. Tanya Harding's the one everyone remembers. Yeah. And she's even done porn since, right? Um, maybe so I think it was like right? softcore porn, softcore, maybe. But still, it was porn. something. Something it, just. What for was like, the word after softcore? Porn. Okay, so she did porn. Yeah. I think, or lawyered, or it may have been a um, a sex tape. You something. know what I mean? She did something, right? Like a night in Paris. Remember that one? <laughs> it's such a great name. <laughs> that is a good one. But but she did something with sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to capitalize on her. But popularity. I mean, Screech That's... had a sex tape before being. I've seen it. <laughs> have you really? No. I was like, it's it. Screech. Why the would I watch that? Over here. He's dead now. Carnosaur. Yeah. Carnosaur. Pornosaur. <laughs> no, that goes back to. That was actually Jeff. Was that Jeff Tress that said Carnosaur, or was that actually Tyler? One of them said Carnosaur instead of Connoisseur. It was kind of funny. But Um, yeah, funny. I'll stop after this. Hilarious, hilarious movie. Watch I, Tanya. If you haven't seen I, Tanya. Is it actually good, or is it like bad good? It's hilarious. All of it's hilarious. But like, was it trying to be hilarious, or is it just hilarious because it was so bad? No, I think they're trying Ooh, to be good funny. Point. Good ass. No, but like no. honestly, there's people yeah, enjoy ass. movies that are so bad that they're funny. No, no, it's not that it's it's so the movie's good. Yes. Okay. Hundred. Yes. That's what I'm asking. And I, it's nostalgic to me too. I remember yes, when this happened. I remember when all that happened. But I don't. Too. I didn't know all these small details. I didn't either. You know. It, I remember the movie coming out, but I don't remember the details. Because Unpopular opinion. When you said movies that are so bad they're funny, but they don't mean to be. I was thinking of Tommy Wiseau in the room. What is it? Tommy I don't know Wiseau. That one. Tommy, what? Vizal? Are you making shit up right no. now? No. The room? You got to fly in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two hours for an hour. The time's assessing myself. No, here. it was two and a half, he said. And oh. then now it's been an hour and 15 minutes. Math. 
I like this bourbon. I've never heard of that movie, by the way. It's a one-off cult classic. Really? Yeah. All right. I'll have to... Really not, bad movie. Not watch it's it. Funny, yeah. I'm not so a bad. fan of those types of movies. By watch the way. I Tanya though. I swear you'll I'm like a, it. That's why I asked about it because I'll watch it if it's uh, actually like Super it. Troopers was considered that. No, Super classic. Troopers is great. Or even though. Office Space. Cult oh, classic. We both agree. Listen, yes. cult classic is not the same as meant yeah, to be serious but saying. bad. You know what I right. mean? Uh-huh. If it was meant to be serious and it's bad and it's so funny because of how bad it is, that I'm not interested in that. If it's tongue in, if days. it's well, a lot of them. If it's tongue in cheek, like Super Troopers, Office Space, all I love Office Space. Mm-hmm. I love Super Troopers. Great movies. Or Waiting or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Waiting was another one because mm-hmm. I was a waiter in college. <laughs> For sure. Super Troopers Two was even good to a degree, decent. Mm-hmm. Some of the other, what was the company that did Super Troopers? Broken Lizard. Some of their other movies are terrible. Terrible. Teresa's. There was oh, one. Club oh, Dread. Was Club fun. Dread, Club Dread was okay. Um, and then what was the one where they did the beer? Beer Fest. Beer Fest was okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen Beer Fest. It was okay. But none of them add up to Super Troopers. Super Troopers was really good. Oh, yeah. Super Troopers that was fantastic. Great. Who wants a mustache ride? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> schnozberries. <laughs> Tastes like schnozberries. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's, let's uh, talk about this one. Why are all these Elijah Craig's weak on the nose? I, you know what? A that lot of them weird, have been. The first I, I've one always maybe, felt that way. The first one maybe had a little bit. The private barrel was actually pretty good on the nose. The, both of them. Uh, one of them smelled like... Uh, but you even said the second private barrel was weak on the nose. Yeah. You said it tasted or uh, had a nose leather. of like leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't get that till after I tasted it. But the nose is on I all of these. I tried hard for it. The, the first private barrel had a good nose. The rest of these have been pretty muted. I would agree with that. Plot but twist, I, we all again, have COVID. <laughs> right. Plot twist. But again, I don't care about the nose so much if the taste is good. Yeah, the only thing is they say that a, a big part of your taste comes from smell. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. And it's priming the, the taste buds for it. But here's the thing. When the when the carpet doesn't match the drapes, that's the disappointment. Like when it has a great nose and then you taste it. <laughs> I love the analogy. And you're just like, oh my God, this doesn't match the nose at all. You're like, that sucks. There were no curtains. I expected the right. carpet to not be there <laughs> right. either. But I, like, I expected hardwood floors, but there was a fucking 70 shag. There was a, sh- there was a yeah. shag carpet there. Uh-huh. Right. Talk of Berber carpet. It was full Listen, level three. For someone who grew up on porn, great analogy, Brett. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Way to take it to the next level. Because I was just talking about carpet and drapes, and you just you took it to porn. So, Well, that's where we started earlier. Hardwood floors? No, no, there's a shag carpet. Good. I like it. No, but seriously, like, I'd rather the, I don't know which one's which, actually. You would rather, I'd rather the, the news. Dra- I'd rather the drapes be nothing, <laughs> oh, okay. and then the carpet, carpet. be shag, than, the, than a great drape. A great curtain. A drape, right. and then the hardwood floors. Are we talking about... <laughs> We're talking about bourbon, okay. before you ask. We're talking about bourbon. Right. No, but seriously. Well, in like, that case... <laughs> Oh, shit. So, oh, by the way, you guys weren't on this last uh, couple episodes ago when it was just Tyler and all. We we did a uh, jump into our bourbon blitz. Send us info at oh. bourbonhunters.com with the, with the subject line bourbon blitz. Tell us why you would want to go on the bourbon blitz with us. We're not paying for you to come. But we will we will allow open you up a spot for you we to will join. Op- yes, we will open up a spot for you to join. You'll have to pay like everyone else does. We all pay. Yeah. Um, and it's I give you a breakdown of all the charges so you know what they are. So it's not like we're fucking you over. Um, 
unless you don't want to break down of the charges, then we can fuck you over. <laughs> you just let we us can know reveal that. the hardwood flooring. <laughs> let us know that as well. Um, speaking of which, oh, uh oh, you want to go with us? It sounds like a great time, actually. Oh, it's a blast! It's a it's a. Are we doing a van again? Yes. Uh, yeah, we're doing a van again. Okay. What else would we? do? No, no. I I want to do a van again. I yeah. don't. I think it would be more difficult taking two vehicles. No, we have to do a van. Yeah. I think a van is a way. I to think do we're going to expand it's late, the van. It's early this year. December, and right? it's not hey, one person has to worry listen, about like their if, car and their miles. Tag and, like, us, tag us on Instagram, the Bourbon Hunters, and use the hashtag expand the van. And I love we, it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> expand the van. I love it. No, we're great listen, hashtag. and we're going to we're going to uh, we're going to play this up this year. We're going to really really document everything we do. For inside the the van to the Airbnb to the we're going to post tons of stuff this year because we want this to grow. I want this to become a thing. I want this to be a gathering of people. Maybe that two listens. vans next year. No, oh, no, no, no. What van. it's going to be is one of those sprinter vans. It's going to be a bus next year. Next year, that's my goal: is to turn it into a bus. We have a driver. We have enough people that we can jump in and, and actually share a bus together and we just we just jump from freaking gift shop to gift shop do a couple of experiences and then at the end of the day if I'll you get a CDL. if you want to join us <laughs> if you want to join us at, we'll do a, a trailer you can have me drive it <laughs> if you want to join us at a restaurant or a bar where yeah. we do some tasting and stuff or if you just want to stay in your room we don't give a shit yeah you could like even follow along in your own vehicle if you wanted yeah but that's drunken times i don't think that's a good idea no, I was just saying, like, if someone didn't want to hit all the stops. Yeah, yeah. Was no, my, I, I hear You know that. what I mean? Or, like, someone, like, lives locally then, then near the area. Then, then don't come with us. <laughs> they only want to do the Buffalo Trace gift shop. Yeah. yeah. Then don't come with us. Do your own thing. And if you run into us that weekend, you run into yeah. us. Yeah. I'm, I'm not bringing this up now, but, like, I'd like to know about our itinerary later. Start pour, I haven't come up with it yet. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I Start pouring the next one. Let's anyway, get this. Anyway, yeah, let's finish the thoughts out on this one. I, did it's you really good. get much difference from the C20 or the no. 20 to 20? They were very similar either. to they me. They were very similar, and that's the thing. I was going to ask you, what were the, the, the proof differences? A were? lot of people say that the... Like 10 points. A lot of people will say that the uh, taste profile is the same from the A's, mm-hmm. and then A. all the B's are similar, A, and then all the C's are similar. That's, oh, don't you know. <laughs> don't you know. I love Canva. Uh, he was giving us more of a Fargo thing, I think. <laughs> That was a Fargo, I agree. But, yeah, so the C should be similar, in my opinion. And these two were. Yeah, they were very similar, but they were both very good. Use that Makers as my last one. Okay, yep. Did you rinse this out? I did rinse yeah. it, yes. It's just, it looks foggy. Wait, 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 a, hold on. Super... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You have a clean glass still, right? Yes. There's still two. Oh, are there? Okay. On the back side over here. I didn't realize that. So we've this each got a clean. So that's a clean glass. Okay. And that does a clean glass. Yeah. So we're good. Side note, I'm very impressed with these uh, Glencairn glasses. I've got a million. Look at these. All, I pick them up as much as I can. I've probably got 40 Glencairns. The best one, though, still, Middle West Spirits. It's like a crystal oh, that's one. that's a – like, it's almost like, crist, like a crystal. Crystal. <laughs> crystal. It's almost like a crystal laser etched. It's so nice. It reminds me heavy. of like Waterford it's Crystal. Too. That's what it reminds me of. And it's closer to our Bourbon Hunters uh, Kinsey Dram, which you can buy on our website, by the way. We've had people buy it. Uh, if you did buy it, 
and uh, I, I need we, to get another one as a gift for someone. But go ahead. Well, we've got we've had a couple of people buy it on our website. Uh, not a couple, probably ten to fifteen. And um, if you got them and, and you feel, give me the one with the least amount, you're fine. I haven't got any feedback on those. If you have bought them from us, give us some feedback. Perfect. Let us know. What you think of them? I I swear by them. I think they're hefty, and I think they're great. I like them. Yeah, I think they're great. The, like you said, the glass is a lot thicker than like some of the ones you get. Like we've in gotten the, some the of the gift shops that yeah. have been like very. I feel like they're very fragile, and I'm worried they're going to break. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like I make sure when I put them in the dishwasher or whatever that they're like separated mm-hmm. from everything else. Our Kinsey Dram is hefty. I think I it's, agree. I the think glass it's is very thicker nice. on them. Yeah. All right, let's nose this last one. We're at a, an hour 22. Tell me about this real quick. It's sure. Yeah, like I said, a little, uh, four points higher than the uh, 21. This is okay. 24.8 proof. Okay. Uh, C922, again, for the listeners. This is the uh, last year's year 2022. Um, yeah, 62.4%, 12 years age. Right. Yep. Okay. That's all the standard you said earlier in the episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all 12 years. Yeah, they're all. So this is our sixth bourbon of the evening if you count our primer primer which was a 94 barrel proof from or barrel pick from a bourbon enthusiast so we are starting to feel it i'm starting mm-hmm, to feel it mm-hmm. brett's got to drive home you fucking drinking and driving well that's why i don't do big we pours already no you've had yeah the, we yeah. did our primer yeah we've done them all. two barrel proofs and the three this one has uh, the best or the two nose. private selects well it has a nose. The most existent nose of all of the ones we've done, other than the private barrel. I was going to say the same. This is the first one that has a, a bit of a nose. Mm-hmm. Again, more of the same. Burnt sugar. Yeah. Creme brulee. If I could sleep in a little bit, I would be more you know, willing to drink a little more. But hey, That fucking 415 hits early, man. Oh, I know. Tell them one day that you're not going to come in until 7. Just tell them one You know day. what? The Talk only these personal days we take. Some sure. days I can... The only thing I've noticed is, so shift change in a hospital is 7 and 7, 7P and 7A. Yeah. Fucking going in at 7, you pretty much still have to go in at 630 to beat the traffic. Well, 630 is still an hour earlier than you normally go, right? Do what now? What time do you normally arrive? I I clock in at 630. So I, you know what I mean? And you'd like to get up, have coffee, take your dogs, do some I make breakfast. Right. I make breakfast. So you're getting up. Most of that is just showering, making stuff. breakfast, doing yeah. all that stuff. Okay. All right. Um, Fair enough. Could I eat a Pop-Tart and save some time? Yes. At my age, is that smart? No. What, one night or one day, I should say. No, one day would not matter. One day a week is no. not going to hurt you. If you did it every day, yeah. sure. Cholesterol city, here we come. Yeah. <laughs> but I live on Pop-Tarts, by the way. I mean, I love pop, <laughs> I really I love pop tarts too. I carry Trust two me. of them on my little pilot kit. Yeah, but I love pop tarts. Two two bags, so four pastries. Let's talk pop tarts. Oh boy, brown sugar. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> brown sugar. Yes. Brown, sugar? Brown, brown sugar. Brown sugar. This is more is this number two. This is currently a Target exclusive. Okay. All right. I grew up with it. It was vanilla cream. Never had it. Never had it. It was a chocolate pastry, vanilla. Vanilla filling, vanilla icing with like little black sprinkles on it. Mm-hmm. You can't find it anywhere. Oh. Whenever I find it, I buy like all the boxes I see. So it was a Target exclusive or it is currently? It is currently a Target exclusive. Okay. When I grew up, it was everywhere. Okay. It right. was like, it was called vanilla cream. The is close, it still called that? Yes. The I'll closest, the closest thing to it is you've got Hot Fudge Sunday is similar. Okay. Not not the same. Not the same. 
The uh, my second favorite is the chocolate, the chocolate chocolate, just regular chocolate. I don't like that. One. I like the uh, s'mores. It's dry. Yeah, s'mores is good. No, no, no. Is so, good. So, so, so hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not done. So when I grew up with my pop tarts, my mom would make them for me in the morning. Actually, toast her then. Toast them. Oh, oh nice. That's a different wait. World then. All right. They're pop tarts. What do you think the pop I never, means? I, never I know, toast. but it's a lot the of times pop of the toaster. It's the convenience of on the go. Understood. Yes. Understood. Not that it takes a long time to put it in the toaster, so, but. But you might not eat them near a toaster. You might, like a hotel. you might eat them yes. two hours later. After when I'm in Iceland, I'm going to eat them for sure. <laughs> so they would toast. She would pull them out of the toaster, slap butter on each oh. one. Oh, butter on each one of them, just a little bit, so it would melt. It would soften it, get rid of the dryness, and then she would cut them. Wow! Twice lengthwise, and then uh, wow. one, and then once. Kellogg's maybe I said that wrong. Twice widthwise, once lengthwise. She powder your ass too. My God! <laughs> so you would. I tried a lunchable for that. <laughs> you would end up with six of them, six little it's pieces, little squares. Yeah. And so I would eat the corner pieces first, and then the two middle pieces. Save for last. Yeah, and get the garbage pieces out first. Fuck. Yeah. So so every once in a while. Just as an homage to my mom, cut them that way. I would, I will, I will cook them yeah. in, the, in the toaster, and then I will pull them out, put some butter on them, and then cut Man. them the way my mom did it. You heard it here first, folks. The things you learn on bourbon, right? Rice. I will tell you, your life will change I, once you've done it. Just by do hearing it, that, do it one time. Toast them, and immediately put some butter on them. You have to have the butter out and ready. You gotta have good butter too. It's got to be real. It's got to be uh, like not like stick crap. crap. No, like I'm a butter. No, 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 I'm a butter no, no, whore, no, no, dude. No, 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 Kerry gold no, no, butter. No, 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 it's got to be Irish butter, huh? Oh, country crock. No, <laughs> no. I'm telling you, Kerry gold butter. I'm telling you, I grew up with country crock because it spreads well and then it melts quickly. I should have said none of that imperial butter crap. <laughs> I'm telling you, country crock is the way to go. Okay. Because Speaking of butter, this has a butter taste to yes. it. I swear it does. I swear. Let's let's jump into this. No, I don't mean to cut you off. I can't but believe it's not no, butter. No, 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 you're fine. It has. Ah. There's a, a buttery note to this, and that's a, a favorite of mine, taste profile wise. Uh-huh. This one has. Segue there. This one has the best viscosity of all the ones we've done so far. It's got an immediately oily like mouthfeel when it hits your tongue. That's that buttery. I think I'm. Yeah, that's. I think that I'm is. Thinking too. of. I do like this a lot. Um, you want to sell that bottle to me? No, I'm kidding. I'm not getting any. I'm of that. kidding. Really? No. Still. When you taste it, it here's it. Here's oh the, no, it's not on the nose at all. No, no I thought you were talking. No, about no, 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 no nose. Mouth, all mouth, all taste. Nose. I'm getting. That's mu- what she said. <laughs> <laughs> this one has the most existing nose of all of them, but I feel like it's mostly alcohol on the nose. Isn't that a great mouthfeel on that? Viscosity. The viscosity yeah. is. Oh, I'm a viscosity yeah. whore, dude. Yeah. Wow. Completely. Like I'm gonna get online and see if I can find one of these. Seriously, this is good. Wow, this this might be my favorite of the of the bunch. I, second would be my C920. The C922 is probably my favorite so far. This is probably my just again. There's there's a viscosity. There's a buttery note. It's not overpowering on ethanol. Um, it it lingers on my palate for a minute. I like this a lot. I really do. Yeah, this is good. What do you think? Not my favorite, but second. Really? Favorite. What's right. your first favorite? Okay. The uh, the C nine twenty nine twenty one, because I'm the more of like that brown sugar bomb. Sure, and it did have that. No nose, but it, a brown sugar bomb. I agree with that. For me, it's the twenty. But I love the twenty two. 
I'd say the 22 and the 20 are neck and neck for me. I think the 22 might edge it out. The 21 is my third. And then my private barrel. And then, honestly, the primer we did, then your private barrel. Okay. Your primer was really good. Yeah, I think absolutely. So. It, was, it was good. Great primer. And, and what's funny is every one of these I really enjoyed. And your private barrel actually surprised the shit out of me, the OHLQ one. Mm-hmm. I think but it was the age more than anything. Yeah, but it's not the what I expect from an Elijah Craig, and that's probably why I'm having it last. But I liked it. You, oh, you're putting the uh, OHLQ last. I am. I am. Oh, okay, okay. But, Par for the course for dude. <laughs> no, 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 no. Usually it's last, but I'm disappointed. This one was it's last, but I'm really surprised. It actually, I really enjoyed it. Okay. They were all good tonight. That's that's. So it being last. As a bonus tasting. I should get my nine year. As it being well, we, or we could do the uh, eighteen or the toasted barrel or whatever. I, what I'm saying is I really enjoyed your OHLQ. It surprised me that I liked it. I, I will agree with that. It's, like, still, it's mm-hmm. still my least favorite, but I liked it. I really liked it. It's just, and the, I think the reason it's last for me is because we're doing all Elijah Craig, it's not what I expected. Mm-hmm. But it was still good. It was still really good. I think in a blind, that would do well. I think so, too. I really do. But because I see Elijah Craig on the label, I expect something. It gave me something different. Nothing that I was disappointed in. It just wasn't what I was expecting. I found one for $188. Oh, my gosh. So buy three. Buy three. I already bought two. What are you talking about? (laughs) It's not worth that. It's it's worth a hundred maybe. It's worth a hundred, yeah. If I find one for a hundred, I'll buy it. No, this is good. If the I more, find it, the okay. more. I, if you find, yeah, absolutely. Okay. If you find one and you're out, hundred percent buy it, and I will pay you back immediately. I went to Chateau Wine and Spirits. Uh, Sawmill or Polaris? Sawmill. Okay. They had a they had forty six cask strength just sitting on the shelf. Still, I saw it some. I saw it at. Um, I sent you a text. You guys, a text. I bought one. It's sitting back there. I. It was just sitting on the shelf. Oh, was this recent? Yeah, it was like okay. last week. Man, where did I? Last I week, saw it last somewhere weekend. too. Because we were at that REI place, and it's right across I love the street. REI. We didn't know that you had to be a member. You don't know. You well, don't. you have to pay one time to be a member, and then it's good for your lifetime. Mm, you know, you can still buy their products off the shelf without being a member. But you it's a co-op, more. so I think you get ten percent off your purchase if you you're pay a more. If, if you don't do the right, membership, you pay more. You pay more. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's a one-time membership, and then you're a member for life. Is it's it thirty for life? thirty dollars? Oh, okay. All right. And then you get ten percent off everything from mm-hmm. then on. I didn't know it was a lifetime thing. I it is. It yeah, we didn't know that either. We found out. Anyway. I love REI. I'm not a member. Oh, uh, REI is fantastic. Yeah, when they have nice stuff, like they have things like Chubby's, they have Viore, they have. A, uh, stuff that I like to wear. Uh, Chubby's has like a twenty or thirty percent off right now too. I yeah. just bought two of their. I love their swim trunks. Their swim trunks. I, I love the line swim Fuck trunks. Fuck yeah, they're like eighty bucks normally each, but oh, right. they're so comfy, man. Yeah, and then um, Born Primitive is the the other one that I use. That's what mm-hmm. I wear when I when you see me over at Tony's. That's what I'm wearing. Um, let's let's. What do you guys think? I told you my rankings. What do you guys think? So I had too many to touch. It's too hard for me to remember. What six was too many? Just like to be like six, five, four, three, two, one. Right, right. You know what I mean? Well, what was your favorite? I think this one is my favorite. Okay. I really do. What was your second and third? Second and third. Um, second might be the one that we had previously to this, the 21. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I really like the shelfer that we didn't need, or the the 94 proof. That one? That's yeah, one. that's, that's I bourbon like that enthusiast. one a lot, that's man. That's a bourbon enthusiast pick. I'm serious. It didn't have the proof, but or the mouthfeel that- and the viscosity. 
Yeah. Um, and then I liked the private barrel from Mash and Journey too yeah. a lot. Okay. So that was, you know what I mean? Like those, those are like top my top three. three. Yeah. Really? Wow. All right. That's good. The 920, 921 to me were the same and they were the best. Yeah, the same. Okay. So, yeah. I'm gonna so put them this first. 22 was not your favorite? No. Oh, interesting. Um, this wasn't your favorite? Nope. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to put it at a, at a distant two because I really like that's so, how much I'm So I'm 20 and 21 it. are your favorite 1A, 1B? Sure. Mm-hmm. And 1A, then 1B. two is 22? The C922. Okay. Um, at a third is the 10-year OHLQ because that was a, a good... You got a hints of all three yeah. of the phases of drinking. It surprised the smell, me. Smell, the taste, mm-hmm. and the finish, and yeah. it was all smoothed and blended over. It was a great taste. It, well, it was a great taste. I agree with that completely. But it did not taste no. like an Elijah Craig to me. To well, me, because you're, you're looking for the brown. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the okay. vanilla, the brown sugar, the you know all that type of you know stuff that you normally expect out expect of a, out of it. Yeah, yeah. Go out of the label. But it yeah. was good, and and the fact that it was. 10 years makes sense that you got the tobacco, leather, oak type of taste to it. Mm-hmm. but And that was welcoming. I really enjoyed it. But, again, not my favorite in an Elijah Craig lineup. But like you like you said, Brad, I think if this was in a blind, I'd probably yeah. – Yeah. Make it higher? Yeah. Like if I didn't know I was doing all Elijah Craig or if I, if I didn't – if this was just thrown in a blind randomly, I probably would have ranked it higher. I think the fact that I see an Elijah Craig label to it is throwing me off because that's not what I expect from Elijah Craig, but it was good. Solid. All right, we're at an hour and a half. Any parting notes from any of you? Hmm. Check out the Barbie movie. I think you might like it. Other than the patriarchy. Patriarchy? Yeah. And feminism and all that stuff, just like brush it off. Um, what is it? Elsa said, "Let it go." <laughs> Elsa, yeah, there. Was that Elsa. right? Let it go. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you got it. Let that stuff go. I thought it was funny. Found some adult humor in it. All right. My closing note is: uh, last day of the fair, I went to that um, auction of champions. I watched hmm. a pig for a go for a hundred thousand dollars as a record. You know who bought it? I'm going to say some large restaurant. Large is good. Guess yes. Not restaurant though. Giant Eagle. Oh, they really? bought a pig for a hundred grand. Wow, that's, that's some good pork chops right there. Yeah. <laughs> our Damn so straight. our county fair. I'll make this quick because I know we're cutting off here. Our county fair is one of the largest because our county is huge. Ross County, where I'm from, and we see a lot of that. It'll be like a Burger King or a. You know they're not going to like take it to Burger King and like fucking slaughter it there and make hamburgers, but they will do that where they will you know buy like steers are a big thing. I took steers for 4-H, okay, and that's nice. a big thing. Yeah, it was it was I enjoyed taking steers anyway. Um, you you would see that a lot. Like someone would come in and they would spend because it's based per pound and they would like spend a lot of money on it to kind of get their name out there. I've never heard of a hundred thousand. That's crazy. So, so what are, they, are they breeding that just to try to make more of that? No, it's just, just to, get, it's to get your name out there. They the slaughter it, it still, but it, it looks good because then they have their name everywhere. Like, Oh, giant Eagle bought record winning hog. Giant Eagle did this. It's all advertising wow. is what it is. Okay. Yeah. Are they still going to turn it into pork chops? Yeah. They'll still turn into fucking food. Cause <laughs> like most of those animals, um, like a, I figured they we're going to say steers, right? Sure, okay. A steer can't mate. A steer is a cow. A steer is a male 
what a cow's not the right word, but like a bull that's had its bovine. balls cut off. Bovine, bovine. Yeah. yeah. Right. So steers had its balls cut off, so you can't mate it, right? So they just they're still going to slaughter it, but it's all about the advertising. So that's I took big. a heifer one year, and I don't mean my ex girlfriend, but I took a heifer one year, <laughs> oh, and it's the, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just fired. for show. Shots you literally fired. just show it. That's it. You can do that too, and just like walk them around the arena and just show that like um, you have control of a large animal, and that's 4-H. Okay. What are your passing th- or what, is, what are your closing thoughts there, dude? Um, we got a movie told- shout out. We got a fair shout out. I've got a shout out to Ted Lasso. I still oh, stand, he's I still stand by that. it. I still stand by it. Like everything you said to me makes it sound like a good show. Okay. I don't feel like you're on Tyler's side. I feel like you're on my side, but you have some. You have you the had great a great qualities weren't punching above the stratosphere for me. Well, that's fine. So when I say it was one of my favorite shows of all time, I get you may not be at that stratosphere, using your words, and a pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the things you said didn't seem negative. It seemed positive, in my opinion. Okay. The the biggest knock I felt I took from you is that it wasn't true a true comedy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or what you expected from the main character. Right. And I'll take that. That's fine. At the end of the day, did you feel good watching the show? I did. That, Hands down. Not, again. Not even a question. So, so there you go. That's. I was just expecting no, more no, no. conflict. I get, I get more that. More comedy. It's not a drama. But I will say, oh, hashtag not a drama. Not a drama. Um, but I understand everything you're saying. I didn't expect any of that. I didn't expect conflict. And I maybe did, it's coming, maybe because it was hyped up a lot, not sure. only on this show, but among society as well. Well, and you, our you came into it late. Yeah, and you came into well. it late. Yeah. The show was over by the time you started watching it. Sure. So a lot of a lot of people talking about it. And there were, there were. Yeah. Maybe I, my expectations were too high. That could be. I just thought that the could writing be. was weak, and I thought the conflicts were weak. I thought, I thought... Where I where I saw the value in the show is that every episode I felt good at the end of watching it, and then I thought the dialogue, the dialogue itself, the writing, maybe the story arcs, things like that, maybe those were weak, maybe I don't know, but the dialogue I thought was just outstanding, the like little things that Ted Lasso would sh- would shove into a, into but a speech. But I feel that was him acting as maybe as, as a comedian. Sure, but I bet most of it was written somehow. You know, a lot of those things were so obscure that he was referencing that I feel like they had to have been put in there from the writers, not from a writer who not ad libbed or improv or whatever. Okay, I could be wrong, but I feel like that'd be fascinating to look up. Yeah, I would feel like that's pretty. You got if that stuff that he was saying. Was ad was ad libbed or improv?ed I would be even more impressed. Right. Honestly, because the stuff he was saying was just crazy. Like I think some of it was ad libbed, and maybe maybe some of it. But like I'll tell you what, like some of that like stuff that he said, if it was improv, then I'm even more of a fan of the show. Fan of the show or fan of Jason Sudeikis? Both. Both because they allowed that to happen. The, the directors and the writers and the... I like when let people be themselves like that, if that's true. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They let them like and be when, artists mm-hmm. in When the in director lets them have some <clears throat> leeway and yeah. lets them... D- Jim Carrey, Tim Allen, sure. Will Ferrell. Sure. All the you know, comedian yeah. if they let, would, would do some of that. But if the director allows that to happen, here's a great example of that. 
the Ghostbusters that was made with all the women cast mm-hmm. was terrible. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with they were that the fact that they were women. Every one of those. No, that's, that's I went just... to watch that movie thinking it was going to be outstanding because Melissa McCarthy. Oh, she's uh, hilarious. And then uh, what's the girl McKinnon? What's her name? I haven't seen that one. It's terrible. The the afterlife the, one's good though. And, yes, it was very good. And you know what sucks? It was an all female cast except for who was who was the male? Uh, was it Thor? Was it his brother? Helmsworth, that guy. Yeah, Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Or Chris Hemsworth or Hemsworth. Was it, it the, was it Thor or Chris, was it his brother? Chris, it's Chris Hemsworth that does Thor. Liam yeah. has Hemsworth does um, the other stuff. Who so, was the one that was in that? Oh, that was Liam. Okay. Liam. Okay. He was hilarious. The rest of the movie was terrible, and I had such high expectations because I love I love Melissa McCarthy. I love the 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 black girl that was in it from Saturday Night Live. The 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 one that does the Australian accent, the blonde. Um, oh God, McKinnon. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. She is fucking great. I so I went in it totally expecting to because Bridesmaids is one of my favorite comedies. I it lo- was Chris Hemsworth. I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah, oh, was he, it Chris? Yeah, he okay. did go. So I thought it was okay. Liam. So that's actually Thor, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's what I I thought it was him, but I, okay. I love Bridesmaids is one of my favorite comedies. And you know why? Melissa McCarthy is hilarious in that movie. Mm-hmm. I love Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I think she is amazing. But then you get all these people coming in and saying, oh, it didn't succeed Her because... Tammy movie is hilarious. Yeah, well. that's good too. <laughs> but, but you get all these people coming in saying that the movie didn't succeed because it was... That it was headed by women. Mm, And I'm like, it had nothing to do with that. It was a bad movie. It was not a good movie. Mm -hmm. I love movies with those women that were in it. There was a movie, and I can't remember what it was called, uh, where the McKinnon girls in it, and they go on a bachelor party. Someone dies accidentally. They accidentally kill the the, uh, stripper. Or something. They think he's a stripper. He's not the stripper. They accidentally kill him, and it becomes this whole thing. Hilarious movie. But it's all women, mm-hmm. minus the stripper. <laughs> and then um, I love Melissa McCarthy. She's hilarious. Every movie she's done, for the most part, I've thought was just amazing. Mm-hmm. The Heat. Oh, that was a good one. The Heat was great. <laughs> yeah. And Bridesmaids. I love Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. So I love movies that are headlined with women that are done well. Agree. When they're yeah. done well, mm-hmm. this was not a good movie. It was almost just like, yeah, we're going to throw some people together. I felt like Melissa... It was forced. It was. Along with Ocean's Forced is a good word. Ocean's 8 was okay, though, but it was forced, too. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. I, f- I feel like Melissa McCarthy and all the actresses in that movie were handcuffed. I, f- I almost feel like the directors just didn't let them do their thing. Just stick to the script. That's it. Don't yes. get off. And that's what I was. So, so back to. Right. And back to Which what you Melissa guys were saying. Is, I'm sure is great at. Oh, yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. that's going back to what you guys were saying. I feel like that's why I didn't like the movie. I feel like the director didn't give them that creative license to just kind of be themselves and, and joke around and stuff. There's a, there's a show on Netflix that has Melissa McCarthy that is hilarious. It's her and her husband. Uh, her husband is the guy that's in Bridesmaids. That's the uh, marshal on the U.S. marshal on. That's the, her husband in real life. Yeah, in oh, real oh life. I didn't know that. And they're in a lot. They're in a lot of movies together. Yeah, I did not know that. And so they're doing a show together on Netflix where he gets chosen by God to be like 
the messenger of God at the end of <laughs> end of times type of thing. Okay. And Melissa McCarthy is just kind of like this, not that great woman, but she's his boyfriend, or that's his her boyfriend is her husband in in real life, um, but that's her boyfriend in the show. And uh, it's funny. So we've enjoyed that show. It's on Netflix. It's 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 only been one season so far. But but again, she's the reason I watch it, not because of him. He's okay. Mm-hmm. She's great. But it's her that's selling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love female-driven shows if they're done well. That doesn't bother me at all. I love female singers. Some of my favorite singers are females. Some of my favorite actresses are females. Some of my favorite comedians are females. But when the when the movie's not good, it's just not good. Mm-hmm. And then they, they were making all these things about, oh, this is proof that the patriarchy, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, it's just it was Alien. Look at Alien. Alien. Sigourney Weaver, Alien man. 3. Like, those are some of the most successful sci-fi action-y type Linda Hamilton, movies. Terminator. Terminator 2. Terminator. Yeah. Like, exactly. Bullshit. Fuck off with mm-hmm. your patriarchy bullshit being the reason why women movies don't succeed. The reason why women movies don't succeed is because they're shit. When they're good, they do well. Again, yeah, it's like, it's like the, trying too hard with anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. the movies that I just mentioned. Yeah. Terminator 1 and 2, uh, Alien series, they're great movies. They're great movies. Mm-hmm. I don't care that Sigourney Weaver is the lead character. That's That made it better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with From Terminator. A, well, same thing with Mad Max Fury Road. A lot of the feminism move, movement loved that movie. Yeah, and it was a good it was movie. A it was a good role. movie. It was a, that, yeah, that's a good example. It was a good was a movie. Movie. Charlize Theron did uh-huh. an amazing job. Yeah, she's, she's a great so actress, uh-huh. and she's attractive. I shouldn't say that. that I know, but yeah. But that doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good movie. If it, it was sure a terrible movie then people wouldn't have watched it mm-hmm. I, like that's what irritates me is oh it doesn't a, do well it must be the patriarchy the whole cinematic uh, third wave feminism platform was when Mad Max did really well yeah then they started pumping out Ocean's 8 yeah. and Ghostbusters and all that and they tanked but, but, but that's because, because they was... rushed it they rushed them they didn't get good scripts mm-hmm. they didn't get good uh, like screen reviews and stuff too that they have like those like test audiences yeah. you know what I mean like go back and record this and like and that's what yeah. irritates me is like if a woman's movie doesn't do well, oh, it must be because men don't appreciate what that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's complete bullshit because you look that at those. That going to push that. Yeah. It, it's, it's because it wasn't a good movie. That's all it was. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand. It, it, and stop making more out of it than it was. We're at 148. Let's wrap this oh, up. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for joining in for another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. Hopefully, we didn't piss you off. Hopefully, you understand our thinking. And if you don't, then fuck off. And sorry for the spoilers for Ted Lasso. Hey, you got to get to your flight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They're boarding in 10 minutes. They're on the tarmac. <laughs> All right, guys. I smell a delay. <laughs> Thanks for joining in next week. Who knows what we're going to do. Uh, but uh, have a good weekend. And send us those emails if you want to go on the trip with us. Info at bourbonhunters.com. Subject line, bourbon blitz. Thanks. Have a good Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. Bourbon.